Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. The Omega Man Radio Network will be right back with our special guest right after this break. Welcome back to the Omega Man Radio Network. Again, today is a live program. It is Friday, September 3rd, and uh, what a night it has been, folks. For those of you who have uh, stayed with us since our first show, uh, we went into overtime, did three hours. What a time on the Lord it was. There was all types of uh, miracles tonight going forward. For those that uh, called in for prayer. So when God sh- shows up in His Son, Jesus Christ, miracles start to flow. And so we want to praise God for what He was doing tonight. And uh, if you were ministered to from this previous program, and the Lord has done something in your life, I'd like to hear about it, uh, write in and let me know. Write in care of OmegaManRadio.com or via my Facebook page, Omega Man Radio, and I want to hear your testimony. So without further ado, we've got a special guest on. We have Terry L. Cook, live from the West Coast on tonight in our uh, second show. We call this Late Night with the Omega Man, and uh, Terry is a prolific writer and author. He was one of the first to break the story on the Mark of the Beast system and the New World Order. I remember getting a hold of Terry's book uh, back in the 90s, and... uh, he was going around the country giving the uh, the word of the Lord and what God was showing him about this end-time system. And uh, most of what Terry uh, predicted and prophesied has already started to come to pass. And so we're going to be having him on, uh, sharing update on what the Lord is doing in his life, what he is showing him for this country. And I'm excited uh, that, Terry, you're still alive. We thought the Illuminati had taken you out, brother. 
you were on the front line and still are. So praise God, he has spared you for this end-time hour. And without further ado, let me get Terry on the line. Brother Cook, are you with us tonight? Yes, brother. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, I was, my wife and I retired for about 10 years, but like you, we were moved by the Spirit to return to ministry and uh, realizing that very few hours, days, weeks, months remain before that wicked one, the Antichrist, is revealed and uh, and the beginning of the tribulation happens. Uh, we're, we're just perhaps even days without setting dates. We're not going to set dates tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to leave you with perhaps some motivation to prepare for very difficult times. Um, I speak to so many Christians, brother, who um, are uh, awaiting the rapture, and I too pray that that happens yesterday. But since we don't know when that magical moment will happen, uh, that mysterious moment will happen, we need to prepare for battle because Scripture does say, and, and indeed many Christians today around the world, uh, especially in Muslim and communist countries, are dying, having their heads cut off and so forth, and being tortured in the name of the Lord. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a very serious program tonight, and it's uh, uh, appropriately named the Omega Man because we are in the end times. And, brother, thank you again for finding me, and uh, and I just recently returned to the circuit about a year ago, and have made uh, several new books available so that we can get as quickly as possible get the word out and uh, have people prepared for the very very nasty things that are that are just ahead of us so uh, again thank you very much for having me on board tonight you know Terry uh, God has shown you so much uh, he gave you a vision into uh, the end times with uh, the technology that uh, the new world order is planning to implement to put us all into this mark of the beast system that uh, Daniel the Revelator saw. And, um, I mean, you've just been given insight and divine connections uh, to expose this information. So, brother, you've been on the, the wall selling the alarm. And, you know, here's the problem that I see, Terry. So many people in the church have been sold this bill of goods that uh, Christians... Uh, we'll not have to suffer for Christ. There will be no persecution, no tribulation. We're just going to be caught out of here in a split second, and we're going to escape all these things. And uh, that's not what I see, Terry. I see the church going through the tribulation. You know, if the Lord returns earlier than I than I personally think, well, then praise God we get out of here sooner. But, you know, if we look at what Jesus said, he said, if, they'll persecute you, excuse me, if they persecuted me, they'll persecute you. Is a servant greater than the master? And there's even some, Terry, that are preaching... Well, don't worry about this mark of the beast system, this this uh, technology, this implant. And I want you to really break it down what it is. And uh, don't worry about it because, uh, you know, if it comes, that couldn't be the mark of the beast because you'll be out of here before all that happens. So I believe people are being set up for deception, Terry. They're being set up to be part of the great falling away because, uh, just as you mentioned, people are dying right now overseas for Christ. Millions have died. And the purges of uh, Stalin and Lenin, uh, places like Cuba, Russia, uh, have went to the gulag for the for their testimony of Christ, uh, have died in churches. Even last year, over in Darfur, they would go and uh, go to church on a Sunday. Someone would bar the door, set fire to them, and all because they were Christians. I mean, uh, this is pure ludicrousy, you know, to say that. Uh, 
we're not going to suffer for Christ. And I, I believe that that's just uh, part of the end-time deception. And, folks, so we need to wake up and realize that, uh, you know, we need to be prepared to go through some tough times, to endure till the end, and watch and pray that we may escape these things and not be part of this great delusion. So uh, before I get started preaching, Terry, let me throw it back to you. Uh, <laughs> why don't you go back to the beginning, and uh, how did you uh, come across this knowledge that the Lord showed you? Uh, give us some about your background. Well, it's a... Uh, uh... First of all, uh, it, it's a mixed curse and a blessing to know all these things, brother, as you well know, because um, the blessing is, of course, what the Scripture promises us. The curse is when you see all of these things happening so clearly, and the Lord has given you this clear vision of these things, uh, when others around you, even many, uh, if not most, of the pastors in our local churches either refuse or cannot see the truth of what's happening, um, it's disturbing. And I don't blame many. Uh, uh, in fact, I don't blame anybody for being disturbed at this. But now here's the difference. I like to analogize what I'm about to share with folks. Uh, uh, I like to analogize what's happening today uh, and the ignorance people often choose to partake in with uh, what, a, what an ostrich bird does when it becomes scared. Now, brother, uh, most people know that ostriches become scared and usually stick their head in the sand or the dirt or whatever in order to hide their head, their brains, thinking they're hiding their entire bodies from what's about to happen to them. But let's, uh, l let's take this analogy and, and compare it to what many Christians do today. And we want to dispel this uh, evil thinking that you can avoid having to know about what's happening and not suffer accordingly. So let's let's uh, analyze that for a moment. If if an ostrich becomes scared, brother, what does it do? It sticks its head in the dirt or the sand. Now, does that prevent them from suffering the harm? No. It just makes them feel a little tickly and fuzzy before it happens. For example, let's say that the ostrich is in the middle of a railroad track and hears the oncoming train and becomes scared and sticks its head between the tracks. Well, obviously, uh, <laughs> does he see the train coming? No. But uh, is his rear sticking up in the air anyway? Yes. Does the train still run over his rear, even though he can't see it coming? Yes. And that's why I think it's a, it's a great analogy to what is happening oftentimes in the church today, where many pastors choose not to want to discuss this. In fact, I, I live in Spokane, Washington, brother, and I've talked to the majority of the pastors here who don't want to scare the flock. No, sir. They're having, they're, they're having hard times financially in the churches, the donations are down, the economy is bad and getting worse, and we're going to discuss that tonight. Thank God we have two hours. Amen. We're going to get into things perhaps you haven't heard before, ladies and gentlemen. But the, the pastors should owe their total loyalty to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, whose coming is very near, rather than the dollar bill. Now, when Jesus was here, he said, didn't he say, brother, choose whom you shall serve today, either money or me? Yes, now, sir. He called it. He called it mammon, didn't he? 
So the Old Testament word for money is mammon. And there's actually a demon named mammon, if you study demonology for the purpose of understanding what Satan's up to. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to give you information that's going to make you feel as though you would rather be an ostrich tonight. That you you really just want to stick your head in the dirt and ignore this, hoping it'll go away. But it's not going to go away. The scripture is very clear about it. And you need to be in the Word of God. You need to be praying. You need to be firmly with our Lord Jesus Christ so you won't be deceived or scared. Because the scripture says the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us a sound mind. So we can, see these, we can see these things, brother, like no others can because we're truly born again, bought by the blood, and we were uh, selected by our Lord before time began and appointed by Him to be His saints. So rest in that. Now, does that mean we're going to escape all tribulation? Well, when the Lord Himself was here and just before He went to the cross, what was his prayer to God? He was God in the flesh, but the Trinity, so he prayed to God. God, if this can pass from me, if this cup can pass from me and I don't have to go to the cross, well, let it be so. But nevertheless, your will be done, not mine. He was God in the flesh, and he suffered tremendous pain, and he knew what he was about to go through. He really he didn't want to go through it, but he had to go through it because it was... His will, His Father's will, which was His will as well in the Trinity, and that was the only way you and I could be saved throughout history for the last 2,000 years. So He went to the cross and suffered for us and paid for our sins by dying at Calvary. Called uh, Calvary is also known as the bones, you know, the skull and bones, as it were. Galgotha. So He paid the price for us, and we are here today uh, in this generation, the final generation, in my opinion, brother, and we're going to share some very disturbing things, including how you can get my book. Now, listen, I'm not a million seller, and the reason I'm not is I tell you the truth, and I don't code it with fictionalism. And uh, uh, I lectured once with Tim LaHaye, a very fine Christian author, and uh, I talked with Tim. I lectured with him in Florida in 1994, 93, 94. And uh, he wasn't a million seller back then either. But then he said, well, I, I need to fictionalize this end time stuff so that it sells better and people will get the message, but it won't be quite as disturbing because they won't have to deal with the actual facts of what's happening in America and around the world, you see. And so that's what he did when he created the End Times series. And uh, guess what? He sold like 50 million copies of the Left Behind series of books and everything because it was fictionalized and yes. people really didn't have to relate to the evil that's actually happening. Brother, your program is not about that. My ministry is not about that. And we're going to teach you tonight just a little bit about the reality of what's happening. And this is not la-la land stuff. This is not stuff that uh, that you can feel really good about in, this, in that sense as you're getting uh, various messages in local churches. You need to know what's happening because whether you know it or not, you're going to suffer, as the ostrich does, by poking his head in the dirt. So, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to get some information that's going to make you feel uncomfortable tonight, but that's what I've been called to do, 
and the Omega ministry has been called to do as well. And so uh, let's get going by just telling telling you, uh, do we have enough time before the break, brother? Oh, absolutely. And I, I want to make uh, one statement about that ostrich. Yeah. Uh, if the ostrich doesn't get its head out of the sanitary, it, it turns into roadkill. Folks, <laughs> yes. what you don't know won't hurt you. It will kill you, in the words yes. of Al Cuppet. You know, it says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. The wise man seeth destruction from afar and hideth himself. The simple pass on are destroyed. So we're not here to sugarcoat it. Um, w- w- this is not a show about compromise. We're going to tell you the ugly truth. And it's what you do with it uh, will determine uh, your outcome here. There's many paths you can take. So uh, Terry's going to tell you the, the true story here of what's coming down. Terry, start with uh, giving out... Uh, your contact information, and how people can get a hold of uh, your ministry and the books that you're writing. Thank you, brother. Uh, uh, I don't have a website. I uh, had one for a while, and it just required too much maintenance, brother. And I received so many thousands of fine emails from good Christians. I found that I, I had to spend most of my time addressing email questions. And so... Uh, I became exhausted with that, and I chose not to have a website and just distribute my books through www.amazon.com. And in my books, of course, is my email address, but please forgive me if I don't answer all emails because it's just overwhelming after a while when you're getting 500 emails a month, (laughs) or I mean, sorry, 500 emails a day. And and trying to address lengthy questions and everything, it's, it's virtually impossible for a man like me whose ministry is just uh, me and my wife, Kathy. So please forgive me for that. But you can get all my books. I have over 20 books now, and I'm publishing a new book uh, nearly monthly. You can get them all at uh, Amazon.com. So just go to www.amazon.com. Once there, click on the Books section. And in the Books section, type in my name, Terry, T-E-R-R-Y, L for Lee, and the last name is Cook. So just type in Terry L. Cook, click on that, and all 20-something of my books will pop up and scroll down through page one, page two, and so forth, and you'll get there. Now, if you choose not to to want to do that, you can simply go to Google and put my full name in, Terry L. Cook's Books. And just go to Google and uh, search Terry L. Cook's books. And the first hit or the second hit will come up, Amazon.com, with all 20 books. And so either way you choose to get it, we're going to talk primarily about my most recent book tonight called The Making of an American Dictator, Mr. Obama. And uh, so, brother, uh, I'm not sure when your break time is. Well, Terry, I'll tell you what I'm going to do is... uh this information is so important. I'm only going to take one break midway through, so I'm going to turn the microphone over to you. And uh, for those of you that are listening to this live going down the road and uh, did not have a pen to write down Terry's website, we're going to give it out multiple times to the show, and I've also got it up in the show notes. So I would encourage you to get a hold of Brother Cook's information. This is cutting edge. Uh, Terry, the microphone is yours, brother. Where would you like to start? Okay, well, let me uh, address your question. So I, I digressed out and away from your question. How did I get into the ministry? Well, uh, it's a long story and an accidental one, and that's the way the Lord often operates. So uh, here's kind of what happened to get me into the ministry. First of all, I'm not a Bible scholar, brother. Uh, you know, I'm a student, 
but I'm certainly not a Bible scholar. I've had some graduate-level courses in theology, but I uh, have no degree in it. Nevertheless, um, I became a born-again Christian in about October 1983, uh, after my mother died. And before that, I was basically a heathen. I was a Los Angeles County deputy sheriff, a cop, and I drank a lot and uh, did my job hard and uh, arrested a lot of people. And uh, back in the early days, right out of the police academy, I handled Charles Manson during the trial. I didn't. Wow! I took him to court every day. So I was one of those really hardcore policemen trying to do the best possible job I could, but. Uh, after Vietnam, and after having seen all the bodies in Vietnam, I just decided, uh, well, actually, I remember saying overseas when I was in the Philippines, I remember uh, saying, uh, I, I just don't believe in God anymore, otherwise he wouldn't have let the Vietnam War happen. And, you know, I was just 18, 19, as all young military people are. They're the ones who fight the wars. You know, the babies fight the wars, not the old 40- or 50-year-olds, because <laughs> they they wouldn't do it. <laughs> so I remember saying that. So uh, my mother was a good Baptist gal, and she kept sending me all kinds of Christian newspapers and Billy Graham material and everything. And, and frankly, brother, I just threw it in the can over there. I was too busy handling war matters and uh, drinking beer as a young sailor in the Navy during Vietnam. And uh, so uh, it was tough getting me to the Lord. It was really tough. And what happened was my mother's death. And I really started thinking about what life is all about and where she went and where I might go thereafter. But another thing she told my sister just before she died was that the Lord had given her a message that Terry Cook would do something for God uh, after she left. And I told my sister, I, I, I cynically laughed when my sister told me what Mother had conveyed to her in that regard. And brother, uh, it, it really was to me basically a joke. Uh, not that, that God was a joke, it's just that thinking who I was at the time and uh, and my mother giving my sister this conveyance that I would do something for God. So I immediately cynically remarked to my sister, Carol. I said, Carol, uh, why not let Billy Graham do it or or some other religious leader? Not uh, me? Who, <laughs> me? I, it was really to myself internally. It was a joke, brother. But then later on, things happened. And when the, when mother passed, I started thinking about all these things. And I never went to church. Here's how I came to the Lord. I picked up a Gideon's Bible uh, as I was working in various government jobs, and I picked up Gideon's Bibles in uh, hotel room uh, drawers as I had to stay in uh, overnight facilities uh, waiting for other government jobs to be accomplished, you see. And uh, and I was, I was so ignorant of the Lord's Word that I, I really couldn't read much of the Old Testament and have it make any sense except Genesis. You know, I, I, I could understand that. In the beginning, God created. You know, I got that okay. <laughs> and then I also I also got Noah and the flood. I got that okay. I got Sodom and Gomorrah. I got I got that message okay. But when, when it started getting into all of the other stuff uh, in the Torah and the five uh, books of Moses and everything... Well, it was a little bit boring to me, and I couldn't understand it anyway. So what I did is I skipped the Old Testament aside from Genesis, and I went right on to the Lord's New Testament. And I could understand that. I could understand what Jesus said. You know, he spoke so simply, even in his parables, he spoke so simply that 
basically to you know in farmers' language that people could understand it relatively easy. Um, he said that only uh, he said in scripture he says in scripture that only those who are his sheep will truly understand it, and that's true. So I started understanding it. And then I really actually got on my knees and accepted the Lord as my Christ in Oklahoma City in October 1993 while I was passing through Oklahoma City. So, now, after that, uh, it took several more years for me just reading. I was a low-key Christian. Uh, you know, I, I didn't like a lot of that flamboyant stuff, uh, and uh, some of the television preachers literally made me puke, uh, honestly. Send me your money! And, uh, uh, you know the drill, okay? And many, Amen of them, and many of them, I should say some of them, have gone to jail for fraud. Um, so uh, I never really got into that, and I figured, well, if Jesus didn't say that was the, the right thing to do, I wouldn't do it. So I tried to adhere to exactly his teachings, and I was a low-key conservative Christian. And uh, one day in 1989... <coughs> I heard Hal Lindsey in Southern California, where I was living at the time, I heard he had started his own church in Torrance, California, called the Telestai Christian Center. And I saw that on a TV program, and so I appeared at his church in 1989. Now, I'm digressing, and I'm really giving you my whole history. This is the first time I've ever done it, by the way, Mr. Brother, Man. So I'm honored to have you on. You oh, keep speaking, my friend. I'm honored to be here. You're such a fine fellow. Anyway... So I attended Hal Lindsey's church in 1989 and 90 and 91, and uh, while there I met another member of the church who had uh, his church who had just moved from San Francisco, and uh, this man and his wife had a newspaper article from the Marin uh, newspaper in Northern California, and the title of it was Biochip Implant. Well, you ask me how I got into this, brother. That's that's how I get into it. First of all, wow. I was attending Hal Lindsey's church, you know, uh, you know, who wrote the book uh, we all have heard about so many times, The Late Great Planet Earth. And so I felt really privileged to be in, in his um, uh, student, uh, you know, uh, uh, actually a member of his church. And um, got to know Hal quite a bit. And uh, it was a blessing to be, uh, uh, you know, under the tutelage of uh, one of the finest prophecy teachers in the world. So, uh, my first, I believe it was my first church attendance, uh, the first Sunday I went, he talked about the mark of the beast and uh, barcodes bar possibly being them, and then this new technology that had just surfaced um, and was being promoted as dog identification, you know, as uh, uh, microchip implants. I'd never heard of it. It was so new. And that was 1989. So I went up and saw Hal during a break, and I said, Hal, uh, who manufactures those chips? And he says, well, I really don't know, but I'd sure like to get a, a couple samples of it. And I said, okay, I'll find it for you. He says, you know who does? I said, no, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm an ex-cop. I, I can investigate it, and it's no big deal. I'll, if it's a, being marketed publicly, I'll find out who manufactures it, and I'll get you some. He says, oh, that'd be fabulous. So... It was about a month later that I actually investigated who, at the time, uh, was manufacturing and marketing these chip implants. And I uh, took a vacation from my government job and drove to Boulder, Colorado, uh, to Destron IDI's manufacturing facility in Boulder, Colorado. And they gave me a whole box of chip samples. 
and injection needles and a scanner. <laughs> so wow. I, I would, I, yeah, a whole box. So I started sharing them. See, I had no intention of actually getting into the ministry, but I wanted to help all of God's end-time people get hold of this technology so they could use their ministries to get the truth out, you see. So my ministry uh, and the occurrence of it was basically just an accident. Um, so I went back to Hal's church. I gave him chip implants and everything. He did a series of articles on it and uh, said he had a phenomenal response to the articles and uh, television programs and so forth. And uh, then uh, somebody heard my name and asked me to do a radio show. And then somebody else heard me on that radio show and sent me a postcard. And one thing led to another. And by the time I think you had heard of me, I had finished a five-year book. It took me five years to research that because there was no Internet at the time, brother. And uh, so I published my first book. Nobody would publish it because I was an unknown nobody. You know, I wasn't a doctor of theology. I wasn't. Uh, I'd never published a book in anything before. Yeah, I had a I had a bachelor's degree in criminal justice and criminal law, and a bachelor's degree in aviation science and everything. You know, so I uh, I was educated, but uh, never had I ever uh, thought about becoming a book author. But I I started investigating all of these microchips and everything, and doing radio shows and. Along the line, uh, people such as you, brother, said, well, gee, Terry, you ought to, you ought to publish a book. And I said, well, how, who, how do I do that? I mean, who would publish it? Nobody knows me. And uh, Christian book, author, uh, book publishers, they want known authors so they can make money. See, that's, that's what it's all about, even in the Christian community. Everybody's yes. making money. If you're a nobody and you have some information, it may be good, but the most, and you know, praise the Lord, but most of the publishing houses, they want known authors who can make their publishing companies a lot of money. So, anyway, I decided to self-publish my own book, and it was 700 and umpty-dump pages long, and you got a, you got a, I remember. You got it, was a, a, it was a phone book. Like a telephone directory. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so you got a rare copy of 5,000. I printed 5,000 of those, and uh, it cost me a lot of money. Sold every one of them, except a couple for myself. And I still get emails from all over. Uh, I just got a call last week. I did a, uh, another radio show, and some lady in, uh, I think it was Minnesota or Michigan, said she too had one of those original 750-page uh, telephone directories called The Mark of the New World Order. And so it, it's interesting what the Lord did. It took me five years to write that and publish it. And uh, But I, I made it so comprehensive trying to get the message out, I was really burdened to warn people, never to make money. I never did make much money, brother. I still am not making a lot of money because few people want to hear the truth. Now, they want, they want candy-coated plastic uh, material that will make them feel good. And, of course... Our salvation should make us feel good. Jesus is saving us, but he also tells us about his enemy, the devil, and uh, trust me, he's alive and well on planet Earth, and his son, the Antichrist, is about to enter the stage. So we need to not only be totally loyal to Jesus Christ, otherwise we'll be deceived, we also need to prepare for persecution, because America has enjoyed far too long a, a fluffy, la-la-land, plastic form of Christianity, which is rare throughout Christian history. Amen. And we, 
we've and, and our founders of our nation, brother, <clears throat> they were much stronger Christians, and uh, today is just kind of a plastic Christianity. Don't you agree, brother? It is. Um, they're preaching another gospel. It's not a gospel about picking up your cross and following Christ. Uh, it's not a ministry of evangelism, casting out demons, miracle healing. Uh, Gifts of the Spirit, it's uh, chasing after another spirit, spirit of mammon. And uh, that's why we're in such a crucial time in history, Terry, because Jesus said that before he could return, the uh, the Antichrist would be revealed and there would be a great falling away. And there's another detail in there, folks, for those of you listening live right now. It says that many of you will be offered up uh, before synagogues and uh, I'll put it in uh, current terms. You'll go before judges and rulers, and uh, many of you will be put to death. There is a persecution coming, folks, as the net is thrown over this country. Uh, there is a tracking system that uh, Terry got a peek at over 10 years ago, and I want Terry to tell us where it's at now in 2010, that they plan to put inside of you that they'll know your location anywhere around the globe. And without this... Um, mark of the beast, you will not be able to buy, sell, or trade. Uh, if you say, well, I'm not going to take that, well, that's fine. You'll be out of the system for a while. But then you're going to be known as the new terrorist, and then uh, they're going to come for us. And so uh, we're going to need uh, this knowledge and need to uh, draw them to Christ real close to endure till the end. Terry, um, last night on Nightline, Alex Jones was interviewed. They did a hit piece on him. And uh, many know that name. Um, Alex Jones has been out there sounding the alarm, and others like him. And now they're uh, they're coming against it, coming after us, brother. Uh, the Department of Justice just released a uh, a new document. It's available up on um, Alex Jones' website or Steve Quayle's website, and uh, they have a new term now for who the the new terrorists are, and it's uh, it's Christians, Terry, and it's people who talk about the the new world order. You know, they, they want to demonize this term that uh, George Bush Sr. Uh, quoted hundreds and hundreds of times in speeches. Yes. You know, the thousand points of light. Uh, I was actually interviewing for a CIA job, Terry. Uh, this is way back. I worked for the Department of Defense for about seven years, and I was a civilian working for the U.S. Army at the time up in Virginia. And uh, I was bored with my job, and I said, I'm going to try one more dream job, at least I... That was my dream at the time. And I said, if I don't get it, I'm going to get back into private sector. So I went over and, and uh, through a contact I had, I went to interview for the CIA. And um, I was going to be a SPO, which is a special police officer. And so I went over there, and I'll never forget it. I'm in there uh, the day to take this test, and the room was packed full of people. And they will out on this uh, cart a television, and they put in a tape, and they said, we're going to play a video for you, and we want you to write uh, an essay on it. And this was at the conclusion of the uh, the multiple choice test. And it's none other than George Bush Sr., given the famous thousand points of light speech announcing the birth of the New World Order. Really? And uh, due to the work of yourself and others that were blowing the, the trumpet, talking about what the New World Order was really all about, uh, I, I knew what it was about. And I wanted the job so bad that I decided to write a pro- NWO uh, essay. <laughs> no kidding. And it got me to the final running, folks. Uh, that's who they were looking to recruit. 
and I made it to the very final stage, and God knew all about it, and uh, uh, I didn't make the final pick. That was after you went to see the CI shrink. You know, I passed that, the physical. You go to the lie detector test, and uh, you go to the very end of, end of the end of the the process and uh you know i was probably i went in there the final day there was like three of us and you know i did not get the job but god knew all about it he had other plans for me terry and i'm glad that i didn't i didn't go to work with him but my point when you did the lie detector test or you took the lie detector test they determined that you had lied when you wrote the essay that was pro (laughs) new world order right (laughs) this was in uh the the early 90s i remember sitting out in this uh waiting room and I saw this thing along the wall, and it turned out to be a retinal scanner. They had that technology back then, biometrics. Yeah. And uh, this yeah. was this was pretty hardcore, folks. You know, they made movies about the farm. I went to the farm. Uh, I've seen all that stuff. And um, these guys mean business. Let me put it like that. Uh, Terry, we're hearing terms like digital angel. Uh, I thought that was the most recent technology until you informed me they've got a new term called positive ID. Why don't we pick up there? Did you check that on the Internet, brother? Yes. Okay, um, basically, Digital Angel's been around for a while, and I call it the digital devil from hell. And uh, it's no digital angel, that's for sure. And ladies and gentlemen, please do not let it get under your skin. You know, that's a a pretty common cliche, but it's uh, very apropos scripturally, because the uh, uh, scripture that we're going to focus on for a little while is called uh, the Mark of the Beast scripture, and that's in Revelation 13, verses 16 through 18. And also, uh, it tells you what will happen to you in Revelation 14 and Revelation 20 if you choose to reject the Mark or if you receive it. So briefly, without uh, pulling open the scripture, let's just say... The scripture says the Antichrist will cause everyone to receive it, either first in their right hand or forehead. And then it says uh, it'll be the devil's number, essentially 666, and the devil will be the son of the devil. The Antichrist will be the son of the devil to mock how Jesus came as the son of God. You see, that's that's what I don't hear too often in uh, in, in churches, in any churches, that the uh, the men... Uh, the son of perdition who's about to appear will actually be the son of the devil. And uh, the son of perdition, uh, it says in Scripture, but the son of the devil, uh, that old dragon, that old serpent, that old snake, you know, and uh, there are many names for the devil uh, in Scripture, but uh, what we have to realize is that man is here now. He's incarnate in some human body. He's here now. And he's ready to hit the stage yes. for the final act. So what we have to realize is he is a man. This is not something you can spiritualize. And and I've heard a lot of Christians do that. Well, he's not going to be a man. It's just a spirit. It's, well, yeah, well, God was a spirit and he incarnated in a man's body. And so is the devil's son going to be in a man's body. And Scripture's clear about that. Scripture says he'll be a man. And his number is 666. Now, some of the mistranslations that the devil's people have done in some of the newer translations, we call them New Age translations, uh, they they misquote King James and the actual original scripture, and they say it'll be man's number. Well, it's not going to be man's number. It's going to be a man's number, the enemy. That's right. The beast. So, ladies and gentlemen, stick to King James is pretty accurate. 
and uh, you won't be confused. So anyway, briefly, we don't have enough time. We can spend uh, four hours on this subject alone, maybe six hours. But uh, I just want to say, so that uh, you're, it's clear in your mind, it appears as if the microchip implant, it appeared to me in 1990 when I first started doing this, that the microchip implant would be the subsequent technology, the ultimate technology that would fulfill this uh, scriptural intent. And then, what I, brother, when I first came out with this concept in the early 90s and published my book, you cannot believe how many fine Christian authors attacked me because they were so firmly embedded with the barcode. They yes. totally accepted the barcode, and that was it. They weren't going to go beyond that. And they Mary Stewart Ralphie, um, yeah. when your money fails, yes. yes. And, and, and they're fine authors, but, you know, sometimes we get locked in to various concepts that we ourselves have created, and I've tried never to let that happen. Amen. You know, in the, in the in my book I wrote on the mark of the beast, I gave everything I could on the New World Order and how uh, all of the licenses, ID cards, passports, credit cards, all of it would eventually evolve into something that would have to be implanted in the skin. And then yes. I investigated barcodes and wrote a, a pretty comprehensive technological chapter on barcodes. Uh, and, and at that time, the barcode technology wasn't good enough to be actually imprinted on human flesh because it's so precise and for it to come up with a numerical value, uh, it can't, it, it, back then, it couldn't really be stretched or moved out of place, if you, if you can understand that, you see? So I kept telling people, listen, read my chapter on barcodes, uh, it won't work on human flesh. You know, you just can't stamp that stuff. Well, now they have stuff uh, that will allow that, but still, uh, the entire world's technology is heading in, in the direction of chipping people. Yes. So I tell people, don't be a chip off the old block. Lucifer is the old block. He's been around for a while, and he's been working on this for about 6,000 years, using his human agents as God uses us as his human agents. Lucifer has his own. And Terry, uh, you know, there's some people out there uh, just tuning in. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. We've got author Terry Cook on tonight, Terry L. Cook. Uh, Terry, there are people walking around the globe right now with a microchip in their skin. Um, I've even heard that uh, some municipalities are ordering all livestock and animals, pets, to receive this uh, transmitter. And uh, am I correct that uh, the chip now has come so far along that um, it's able to be picked up by uh, GPS satellite tracking? Well, the ones, uh, yes and no, but the ones, the, the small ones that are implantable, such as uh, the ones being put into dogs and, and many human beings now, globally, uh, that's about the size of a grain of rice, and that's a passive chip without okay. its own energy. It's energized by an external RFID scanner, which sends a radio wave into it, and uh, the antenna inside the little tiny chip uh, uh, produces electricity from inductance and uh, activates the chip within about a second or less, and then it broadcasts its ID number out to that same scanner just a few inches externally. Uh, however, they do have larger ones 
that are uh, battery powered and some newer ones that they're going to activate with human energy, you know, with just the, the heat of one's body that will actually produce electricity inside these special things. So there is so much advanced technology out there, uh, I can't even keep up with it anymore. And there are so many other things happening, I can't keep up with it anymore. But the bottom line is with the Internet, uh, the Internet is a godsend and a devil's send. <laughs> uh, yes. From God's point of view, it's the most miraculous form of communication ever devised in world history. From the devil's point of view, it's a perfect way to control our thoughts, our messages, and completely profile us and enslave us electronically in cyberspace. And I call that Siberia. <laughs> it's well, you not know, the old... <laughs> it's not absolutely, the old... sure. Uh, you know, there's another thing that a lot of people are uh, becoming aware of. As you go to get this new passport, um, they have a um, some type of RFID uh, chip embedded in the back. People are telling me. Uh, I haven't gotten the new one yet, but uh, is it true that uh, you could be walking down and people could have a reader and actually still information off of your passport? Yeah, as long as it's relatively close, uh, not from satellites or airplanes and that sort of thing. You see, you have to be in relatively close proximity. Uh, the ones, the RFID uh, devices that are readable by satellites and, uh, and other mechanisms are usually energized with their own batteries. And they're doing that with uh, animals. You know, the uh, federal government is tracking uh, uh, animals, uh, endangered species and so forth by actually either putting an RFID with a battery around its neck or actually uh, knocking the animals out, you know, anesthetizing them and then inserting it under their skin, um, but, but surgically inserting it under their skin. And so those things are available, but um, the ones that uh, uh, I believe the Scripture talks about is really just a basic ID chip for buying and selling, and that's what the infrastructure is being set up to accommodate mostly. Um, uh, what we need is a really simple, what the devil needs is a really simple chip that will essentially ID that individual uh, perfectly, and that's why the new system is called Positive ID, whereas before it was called Vera Chip, V-E-R-I Chip, Vera Chip. And then going way back, it was called uh, InfoPep and so forth, and that's the name yes. it had when I first got into it, the InfoPet product, mainly for dogs and cats. So it's evolved now to the point where it's Verichip, uh, and the latest product and company is called Positive ID, which is essentially a repackaged Verichip. So, uh, and it's very popular now, whereas uh, when I first got into this and started warning people about it, uh, most people were appalled, even if they weren't Christian. They didn't even want to put it in their dogs. And now virtually all the dogs, the cats, the birds, and, uh, and many of the people walking around on the street with tattoos and earrings, and uh, they, they actually say they're looking forward to it. They'd love to have such a thing. It's cool. You know, it's a cool thing. Well, it's not going to be too cool at the great white throne judgment when they're thrown into the lake of fire. Because now back to what the scripture says, it says, Revelation 13, verses 16 through 18, and the Antichrist will cause, the beast man will cause all, the rich, the poor, the free, the slave, everybody, 
you know, even the people doing it to us will have to take it, except perhaps at the very top. I, I don't know if the Antichrist himself will have it. Probably. I don't know. But anyway, Scripture is very clear. Virtually everyone will have to have this thing. And no one will be able to buy or sell without it. Now, here's the ultimatum. Revelation 20 is a short chapter, folks, so I'm not going to read it to you, but I'm just going to synopsize. Uh, you read it for yourself. It's a short chapter. And this is why we know that the uh, the beast man of the apocalypse is going to be a uh, an Islamic, you see? So, uh, and, and then you say, okay, come on, Terry, you're, you have to be nuts now. You know, Scripture doesn't say it's going to be Islamic because the religion of Islam didn't occur for hundreds of years after Christ was here. Well, yeah, but uh, if you simply look at what's happening today and realize that Satan created Islam and they call Christians and America the great Satan, yes, <laughs> uh, then you can put it all together, you see. The Lord says in 2 Thessalonians 2, and he says in Revelation and elsewhere, he says, let the reader understand. If he were, if God had given us all the details of what's happening today, it would be like the IRS code. How many pages are in that, brother? I think 35,000. 35,000. That's a phone book right there. <laughs> yeah, that's more than a phone book. I don't Couple. think a pickup <laughs> truck could carry it. And nobody understands it either. So, uh, bottom line is, folks, we have to uh, construe uh, many things that are quite apparent and obvious now from Scripture. So, really, all we need is just a few good verses, and that's what God has given us. So, in Revelation 20, it says, uh, uh, the souls of those who were beheaded for Christ yes. were re refusing to take the mark and worship the Antichrist. You see? Okay. Yes. Now, what's the only religion on earth today, brother, that's beheading people for refusing to convert to Islam? It, Islam, Terry, right. which uh, for those who don't understand the word, it means to submit. Yeah. And uh, they label any Christian or Jew a heathen, and either you convert to Islam or they must cut your head off. That's what Muhammad, okay, uh, their demon-possessed uh, holy man, said in his writings, and he in turn worshipped a sun god demon named Allah, and uh, we could do a whole show on Muhammad, the fact that he was a child molester, he died likely of syphilis, and uh, he admitted early on that a demon had come into him, and that's a whole other story, but the, the, folk, the fact is, Terry, a long time ago, I read that scripture that you're referring to, and I said, wait a minute, uh, what, what's the calling card of Islam? They, they will cut your head off, and here's the scary part. Uh, I realize the same information that uh, this Antichrist has got to be Muslim. The question then becomes, how does he get control over America? Uh, it's coming in right now. And uh, who brought it in? Uh, well, it was it was being brought in beforehand under previous administrations. But uh, who do we have in power today? This is what my entire book is about, called The Making of an American Dictator, Obama. Because for the first time, and we'll get back to the scripture we were just talking about, but for the first time in American history, we have a man who can't produce a birth certificate. Yes. Who apparently is uh, a non-U.S. citizen, even though documents were altered in an attempt to prove so. And by the way, that's a crime. 
Yes. And uh, so apparently he's either a Kenyan or an Indonesian citizen by birth, and he is not an American citizen, uh, which, by the way, uh, makes him ineligible to become the President of the United States. But all that aside, and I hear Christians arguing about this all the time because they've been thoroughly brainwashed and they want to believe the lie that he's uh, actually a U.S. citizen. But uh, <laughs> So you can argue with people all day long, and it doesn't do any good. So just drop that. Forget that, if you like. You know, really, uh, uh, he's there uh, uh, illegally. He's an illegal alien, in my opinion. But he's there. And uh, the real people, uh, the Luciferians who control the world, and they're called the Committee of 300. If you want to Google that, folks, uh, that's quite an education. The Committee of 300, those are the top 300 Luciferian Satanists who actually rule the world and control the banks. And by the way, the banks are uh, uh, defaulting right now on virtually everything. They're crashing and they're creating an international economic crash. And I wish we had about two hours to discuss all that. We're going to uh, try to get through some quick headlines in the next hour. You know, but, Terry, uh, and speaking of that, brother, uh-huh. uh, did you hear that uh, Tony Robbins went up on his website about two weeks ago and put out a uh, an urgent alert to all his uh, subscribers? Uh, no, I haven't. You know, Tony Robbins, the uh, the motivational man, uh, he's been oh, consulting a very um, well-known investment broker who is called the uh, the trends yes. right on the money. Right. And Terry... Uh, now he's warning everybody that a big crash is coming and to prepare for everything bad. Brother, he said that just as he was getting on his plane to go to his island in Fiji and... So I want to thank Tony Robbins for you know telling the truth that uh, we're getting set up for the collapse. Uh, just the other night, um, uh, two well-known radio hosts, uh, they have thrown in the towel. They said, uh, we've, we've given the alarm as long as we can. Now we've got to go under. Uh, I had a conversation with a man uh, whose personal friend is a billionaire that works for one of the 15 trillionaires in the world. And this guy said, it's over with. Uh, we're going underground. The point is, is the elite... Terry, as you, you will testify to, they, they know what time it is, and uh, basically the American public has been lied to. We have not seen the, the bottom of this, this crash. In fact, the big collapse is coming, and folks, they plan to take everything you got and turn you into a, a slave under this new world order market of beast system. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, and so we want to tell people that uh, and there's just so much to cover here, brother, and you're doing such a fabulous job. And I praise the Lord for you. There's just so much to cover, and we have so little time, so we're going to try to just briefly hit upon all of these things that people need to know. So, yes, uh, now that that part of it, so there are three parts, really, three segments to the New World Order, ladies and gentlemen. The first part is the New World Order itself, which is the global government, the global uh, system through the United Nations, even if they rename the United Nations, and they may. Uh, and by the way, uh, have you heard, brother, that they're thinking of relocating the headquarters of the United Nations from New York to Dubai, Arabia? Dubai, huh? I heard that uh, yeah. Cheney had bought uh, a large amount of property over in Dubai. That's very interesting. You said that. Yeah, and you know, I heard this about four months, five months ago, and then I haven't heard much about it since. But uh, go ahead and Google it, and I haven't researched it recently. There's just too much to research. I just don't have any time. But there was some conversation there 
several months ago that the United Nations was considering relocating its headquarters to Arabia. Now, that's perfect, isn't it? Because if the Antichrist is uh, uh, Islamic, and he will be, and also the world's top communist. By the way, this is why I wrote a book called Comrade Antichrist. You see, oh. the New World Order global government is global communism, which was invented by Karl Marx. Well, he got the credit. It wasn't really entirely his thought. But Karl Marx got the credit, so let's leave it at that. He was a German. Originally, he was a believer, but uh, not too not too solid a one because he became an anti-God Satanist of the worst variety. And uh, several others helped him come up with this uh, theology of Marxism. So Marx was really a Satanist. I mean, he was a God and Christ-hating Satanist. Not yes. just a Satanist. I mean, he would, he, you know, he wanted to burn the crosses. So he came up with this concept of communism, and now it's pretty much taken over the world. And we have a president in office now who's a communist, an Islamic, uh, can't really identify who his daddy was. And, and in my book, I tell you that it appears as if his real daddy was Frank Davis, a communist. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, Are we talking uh, about abomination? Abomination is is uh, one uh, a book I wrote, and the latest one is The Making of an American Dictator, which pretty much focuses on how Obama is converting us and Nazifying America into a dictatorship. And then I have another one called Northcom Rising, uh -oh. and that book specializes in the military uh, command structure that's been set up in, uh, uh, in Colorado, specifically, to handle... Martial law force. Northcom is the name of that military command structure headquartered near Colorado Springs. So uh, you'll find my books incredibly informative and very scary, but you will get no BS and no nonsense. You'll get the truth and only the truth. So help me God. And that's Terry, why I don't sell millions of books. You you have told the truth, and the truth is not popular. Uh, no, it is. If, if you sell a fable, Terry, you can make. You know, millions upon, you know, $60 million, as one man did. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's going to be short-lived for them. When the Spirit leaves the body, they're going to have to give an accounting to God for what they've done. Terry, let me ask you a question. We hear a lot about Colorado. We hear about uh, possibly one of the largest uh, FEMA bunkers of all time is under the new airport out there in Denver. There's a lot of weird stuff going on at that airport. Uh, we've had people that have lived in the area. They said there's something wrong here because... The new airport was built, I think, 20 miles outside of town. We had a perfectly good one. Uh, and they you know, say there's been more dirt moved <laughs> yep. uh, than should have been moved. Uh, and then we have Obama coming out there and giving some speech. Uh, was, it at, uh, was it at the airport, one of the hangars? I don't remember. Um, the, one, the one where the, uh, or the Democratic Party basically uh, chose him as the man? As that's the one. the one. Okay, that was at the football stadium. And uh, he had a white horse over his uh, sp speaking platform, and he had he had an altar built that was uh, uh, basically a replica of the Pergamon altar from Turkey that Hitler uh, oh. and the Germans relocated, uh, you know, broke down in pieces and relocated to Berlin. Uh, tell the listeners out there what the Pergamon altar was. Well, Scripture tells us, for, now again, we we spend an hour, I, I cover this in the book, Obama's Nation. Uh, so we can spend an, 
more than an hour on this alone, and we're rapidly. What do we have? About forty-five minutes left, brother. We've we've got an hour, and uh, if uh, if we have to, we can go into overtime. It's all we're on your schedules, not my brother. Okay. This is uh, well, this is cutting edge. <laughs> you take the microphone and go. <laughs> okay. So basically, the Democratic Party chose this wicked one, and uh, they call him the one. Okay. Uh, they chose him uh, and constructed a replica of the Pergamon altar, which was the seat of Satan in Turkey. You see, Scripture uh, very briefly but concisely identifies exactly where the throne of, of Satan's earthly kingdom was headquartered. Okay, and I'm not sure how far that was from the original Garden of Eden or not. I, I, I don't know that that's even calculable, uh, that anyone's actually estimated where Pergamon, Turkey was relative to the original Garden of Eden. I don't know if, uh, archaeologists have figured that out yet. But nevertheless, scripture identifies, uh, Satan's throne on earth, uh, as Pergamon, Turkey. They located so, that throne, did they not? Yes. Well, yeah, and and the German uh, uh, Germans relocated it. Uh, there there is a ruins there. You can see that on uh, satellite pictures and things. There is a ruins there uh, that still indicates that something was there and and isn't anymore. But you can okay see now. I heard that Hitler sent his armies over there to uh, the his uh, engineers to go get the Pergamon altar. Yeah. Break it down. He brought it back. Uh, was it to Berlin? Yep, it's it's still in Berlin. Okay, where it exists to this day. And uh, lo and behold, in 2010, Obama's team goes over and they basically copied it and they uh, resurrected it here in the United States. Right. Uh, they built a uh, Pergamon Tower uh, in the football stadium. And this is in my book, Obama's Nation. I'm telling you, folks, uh, you, you know, if you read these books, you'll be enlightened. Uh, you'll be scared, but you'll be enlightened. But don't get scared. The Lord has not given us a spirit of fear. That's right. This is scary stuff, though. Extremely spiritual, and unless you're born again, you won't get it. But if you read my books, you'll have no choice to, but to become born again. You'll get on your knees and realize these things are for real. They're not fantasy. They're not fictional books. This stuff is for real, and it's right out of prophecy and right out of our Lord's Word. And it's happening. So you better get real, get on your knees, and accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you yeah. don't, by default, you'll follow the devil. By default. And listen, there's only one truth, and Jesus described himself as the truth. And that's it. Now, you can believe you're an atheist. You can believe you're a New Ager. You can believe that you'll be reincarnated into, you know, whatever you want to. Maybe it'll come back as a fly on a horse's butt, you see. How do you know what your guarantee is with Hinduism and reincarnation? That's a satanic lie from the pit yes. of hell. So every phony religion on earth, including Islam, is a satanic diversion away from Christ. Amen. The most, the most vicious one that will kill you if you don't reject Christ and join their system as Islam. So we know that's going to be the religious system of the Antichrist, and we have Obama being chosen on this reconstructed tower uh, platform of Pergamos, you see, at Denver. 
And yeah, we could spend two hours on the Denver airport alone, brother. I've taken pictures of it and the dedication plaque from Freemasonry right there at the airport that dedicated it to the New World Order, the New World Airport Commission. So uh, that's in my original book, by the way, and a photograph of that uh, dedication placard. And there's a secret message buried uh, in that uh, uh, that little altar, if you will, that little Masonic altar dedication placard at uh, the uh, Denver International Airport, which, by the way, was uh, constructed on uh, Indian burial grounds. Oh, that's uh, well. That has occultic ramifications right there. Um, oh, yeah, very occultic, very satanic. It's evil. I I was there just a year and a half ago, and I could uh, you know I could I could barely stand it. But I've been there. There, there, there is certainly something underground there. Yeah. Uh, no doubt about it. I I believe many stories down underground and across this country. The New World Order uh, is planning um, planning for some catastrophe to hit. I believe that another 911 is getting ready to be pulled, Terry. And when this happens, uh, and we have no, there is no contingency plan for you and I by the government. There are no, <laughs> there's no civil defense program anymore, is it? They've disbanded all that a long time ago. Um, give us a taste, Terry. What 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 lies ahead here in this country in America? Okay, uh, let's see if we can just br- briefly wrap up what we've been talking about so we don't leave people confused. Okay, so uh, it looks as though Obama, uh, in all my investigation, uh, is a Manchurian candidate. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not older than me or as old as me, you might not remember Frank Sinatra's movie uh, from the uh, uh, 60s. Oh, that's right. Manchurian Candidate, yes. Yeah, Manchurian Candidate. Essentially, bottom line, we're running out of time, but the bottom line is we have so much to cover. Uh, Manchurian Candidate uh, was a movie created to uh, share with people how the communists uh, used to capture people and then brainwash them and then send them back to America to do their dirty work. And they were so well brainwashed, they didn't even remember that they had been brainwashed and they were basically robots at the command of the Communist Party. So that's what that movie, The Manchurian Candidate, was all about. Now, many other uh, Christians today, or a few other Christians today, authors, have written books called Obama, The Manchurian Candidate. They're they're very good. And I touch upon this, too, in my book, Obama's Nation, that he is uh, a Manchurian candidate because he's been groomed to be exactly whom he was appointed to be. Now, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, most people are naive in America. They think the last election or any other election was honest. And uh, But actually, I want you to know that uh, Obama was appointed 20 years ago to be who he is today. He was groomed. And read my book. Get my book, Obama's Nation. He came and out of obscurity, Obama. didn't he, Terry? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Caught yeah. people off by surprise, but they have been planning this for over two decades. Oh, yeah. He's the perfect guy. Uh, it appears he's ACDC. It appears he's uh, he's uh, he's been a, uh, a member of a gay bathhouse in Chicago. And you know, uh, Reverend Manning broke that story that apparently yeah. he had a gay love affair with yeah. Larry. Uh, I can't remember his name in the back Sinclair. of a limousine. Larry Sinclair. Larry Sinclair. But that's the, Larry's not the only one. Uh, also, a couple of uh, black guys with whom he allegedly had such affairs. Uh, before he became president, suddenly died. Wow. And, and uh, so uh, 
some of the bathhouse records are being revealed, uh, you know, at the risk of death uh, from thugs from the Obama administration and so on. So we have every demonic spirit apparently in this man possible. He's not a U.S. citizen, so uh, and apparently uh, documents were illegally constructed to say so. That's a crime. And then he put his hand on the Constitution and swore to uphold the Constitution of the United States and immediately started doing otherwise. That's treason. But he won't put his hand over his uh, chest during the Pledge of Allegiance. No, and he won't salute or sing the anthem. And uh, and on and on and on. We could spend a couple hours on that alone. And I spent six months researching my book, Obama's Nation, and the making of an American dictator, Obama. So uh, I would say at this last hour, folks, you need to get that information to know who our leader, our Fuhrer, really is. <clears throat> because this new world order, brother, is more than just communism. It's actually going to be uh, the most multifaceted system of totalitarianism that's ever existed uh, on Earth throughout 6,000 years of history. You see, Satan's used fascism, communism, and every other kind of ism uh, throughout various stages of history. But now all of them are being combined into one satanic system that's the best ever. So right now we're watching Obama uh, create fascism, you see. And uh, really quickly, fascism is where corporations have joined the government and the corporations are pretty much uh, telling the government what to do. Haven't we just seen that during the BP oil disaster in the Gulf? Oh, yes. BP is a foreign corporation. It's not even and a corporation. And you get arrested for just going down on the beach yes. and, the, and I, uh, taking photos and they would say, uh, well, we're under orders from BP. That's the yeah. rule. They're calling the shots. Exactly, brother. And I almost have a new book, a new 500-page book called Gulf Oil Apocalypse, finished. And one of the whistleblowers on that, you see, we, we could spend six hours on this program, brother, because we're so full of information that we want to share with people. We're digressing all over the place because there's Oops. just so much to share. And it's coming at breakneck speed, uh, Terry, and there are literally people's necks getting broken out yeah. there for preaching the truth, like Matt Simmons, who died in his hot tub? I am amazed you know about that. You're right on top of everything, yes. And I was just going to say, the whistleblower, the main whistleblower, was Matt Simmons, a Harvard graduate who had a, uh oil drilling uh, finance company in Texas for years, like 40 years. Wow. And he had the courage, and by the way, he was a Council on Foreign Relations member, apparently an honest ethical one. And apparently they have a few. <laughs> and so he came right out on CNN and other programs and said, BP are all a bunch of criminals. It was all planned. They're lying about everything, and they all need to go to jail. And then he suddenly drowned in his own hot tub at his home in Maine. I guess he forgot how to swim, brother. And I, I heard he was a champion swimmer, too. So I, I can't verify that. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, right, he... Uh... He was uh, whacked, folks, um, right. just as uh, many have died before. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not uh, doing a hit piece on Obama here, folks. Listen, it, it's, it's went, it goes way back. Uh, Clinton, Bush Sr., Bush Jr., they were all parcel to this. Uh, they're all brotherhood, yes. skull of bones, brotherhood, the New World Order. Uh, it's just uh, now coming at us faster than even I believed, Terry. Um, I'm not going to put you on the spot here, but I'm just going to... I'll go ahead and tell you what I think. 
Uh, pe- people are saying, well, who is the Antichrist? You know, personally, uh, two things I look for is I believe they have to be Muslim because that's where the beheadings come from, and they have to uh, probably have be a, be a homosexual because it talks about they forsake the uh, the natural use of women. Uh, I'm looking at Obama very very closely. Um, could he be personally? Uh, he's looking like he could be the man. Um, others say, no, you, you know, it's Prince Charles, you know, it's going to be somebody else. Uh, I don't know, brother. He, he, I heard that there's about 23 identifiers that uh, this Antichrist would uh, have to fulfill, maybe more. And uh, one guy told me at least 19 of them he meets already. What's your take on that? Is, is he a, a possible candidate? Well, and I, and I share a little bit of this uh, in my book, and you may be right, brother, and some other fine Christians are alleging that. But, you know, here's what I think. I don't think he's a good enough liar, even though he's a darn good... I should say, listen, I'm going to use the word damn here, but I'm not cursing. The Bible uses that word. Yes. Okay? In fact, in Second Thessalonians 2, read Second Thessalonians 2. Because if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, the truth... The Lord will cause you to be deceived and be damned. Okay? So, uh, I don't think he's good enough to be the Antichrist. Is he a paver? Is he one of the devil's chief agents today? Yes, I think. But, uh, and he, has he done many things that indicate that he's awfully close? Yes, absolutely. I share these in my books. But is he the master liar? He's not good enough. Look at all the lies we've caught him in so far. Look at how his uh, popularity now, even among his supporters, is falling away, you see? So the Antichrist is going to make Hitler look like a choir boy. And Hitler was a master orator. By the way, he was a Satanist. His whole SS crew were Satanists. And Hitler himself spoke on... Uh, gave many of his famous speeches at the Pergamos Reconstruction in Berlin, at that Pergamos altar, you see, Satan's altar in Berlin. And he also had another sword, the Sword of Destiny, that allegedly was owned by the centurion that pierced Christ's side at Golgotha. And Hitler found that, and uh, he, uh, he had to have that, he thought, in order to achieve full power, and then he gave a speech, initial speech at the uh, the uh, altar of Pergamos in Berlin. You see, <coughs> you know, I'd heard about that. In fact, they, um, I think Patton went in there to rescue that thing because yes. it was believed by Hitler if you had possession of the uh, right. sword this of uh, sword of destiny, you know, you would you would win the war. It was almost like the Ark of the Covenant back in the old days. Let me ask you a question. Uh, as I did a little bit of research of my own. I found some other other interesting things, Terry. Um, one of the presidential limousines they've nicknamed it the Beast, uh-huh. uh, because of its uh, its new um, anti-terrorism countermeasures. I'll just leave it at that. And then you have this big horse, which uh, the, the maker of it um, for this what presidential inauguration it fell on him and killed him. What's up with the horse? Well. We, again, we could spend uh, a lot of time, and we're running out of time on that, but to answer your question, uh, well, first of all, let me say, the white horse uh, is is one of the horses of the apocalypse, okay? Remember now, in Revelation 6, we have four horses. And the white horse 
is the one the Antichrist rides to begin the tribulation, you see. Now, it's interesting that the logo for the Council on Foreign Relations is indeed a white horse with a rider on it, with a bow. Yes. And and so, uh, basically, the white horse symbolizes something anti-Christ. But again, I don't think Obama is good enough. He's setting the stage for this dude, but this guy is going to be the son of Satan himself in a man's body. And uh, Obama isn't that good. Okay. He is it possible Satan. that merely um, Satan just hasn't entered into him like he did with Judas? And then that's when he really kicks in? Or when you mention son of Satan, do you think that there's going to be some kind of genetic uh, manipulation going on like uh, Genesis 6 over again? I don't know, but I tell you, I just don't think Obama's good enough. I think he's setting the stage for the real dude. Well, you know... Um, whether he is or not, and if he's not, uh, then that Antichrist is somewhere walking the globe right now. Would yeah. you agree? Oh, oh, absolutely, without doubt. Without a doubt, he's here. He's ready to come. Now, if you study Islamic writings, as you have, brother, then we know that their Messiah, the 12th Amman Mahdi, the Caliphate, uh, they pronounce it Caliph, but it's actually spelled Caliphate, and that's in my book, Comrade Antichrist, you see. Uh, so Satan invented communism, and Satan invented Islam, and so now we have to have a world government, a world political system of world communism led by a spiritual system of Islam that will remove your head if you worship Christ and refuse to worship Allah, Lucifer in disguise. And that's where it's coming to. And their scripture, the Islamic scripture, actually talks about their Messiah, the 12th Amman Mahdi, and they describe him exactly as our Christian prophecy describes the Antichrist. There can be no confusion. And we've heard that term coming out of almond joy over there, as yeah. we like to call him, Amanajad, uh, looking for the Amman to come up out of that well. Terry, before all this can happen... And they have this uh, one world order under a antichrist. Uh, they've got to destroy the economic system of America, don't they? Well, yeah. Okay. Now, so see, there, we digressed, and, and uh, thank God we have enough time to get back to it. Okay. So there are three segments of the new world order. Again, we just described how the new world order will be global communism invented by a Satanist, Karl Marx. You see, uh, this political system, people like to say, well, this is politics, and uh, it's nothing to do with religion. Folks, it has everything to do with religion. Satan invented communism. Communism is Satanism in disguise. Get my book, Comrade Antichrist, at Amazon.com. It clearly deals with all these things, about 190 pages. And I say in there how Karl Marx was a Satanist, Communism is Satanism in disguise. The devil made him do it. The devil did do it. And then Islam is the religious system for this communist thing. You see, Islam, radical Islam, was developed uh, first by the Nazis and subsequently perfected by the KGB. So, the radical Islamists, they are really communist, and most of them will deny it. I talked to Walid Shoban, who's a fine Christian now, talking about the ills of Islam and how they're invading America, and Walid denies hand over fist that Islam is actually communism in disguise. He refuses wow. to believe it. He refuses to believe it. But that's what it is. Radical Islam is communism, 
communism in disguise. And this is how they learn to blow themselves up in KGB training camps. And this is why they use the same exact term that communists use, the revolution. Terry, you know, people say, uh, well, you know, communism, that, that's not a threat anymore. That was back uh, in the 50s. And, you know, Russia is uh, it's a paper and lion now. Listen, uh, what, a, what a line of crock. Crock of crap, folks. Uh, perestroika, glasnost, that basically put the West, okay, um, asleep. 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 All the while, they took the time, 20 years, to start building up their um, arsenals, okay? Yep. Anytime the Soviet Union, or Russia, wants to go back and claim their republics, they can do it. They've got the manpower to do it, they've got the wealth to do it, as our economy is collapsing, Terry, as you know. Russia is doing what? They're backing up the ruble with gold? Okay, China now. and India are doing the same? Go ahead, brother. Excellent observation. Now, you just made me think of something we need to share with people that I've heard very few Christian authors even deal with, okay? Okay, let's go back to the mark of the beast. Uh, scripture implies that Satan's Antichrist his son will control all the money on planet Earth, right? Actually, yes, sir. pretty clear. No one will buy or sell without the mark. Now, does it say that he'll control all the money? But no. But it's pretty. It's it's pretty implicit in that scripture that if no one can buy or sell without a mark in their right hand or forehead, that means that no money is available through the satanic system without joining the system, right? That's right. So let's make that very clear. Okay, now. Let's go to this thought. Okay, if Satan's going to control all the money, he must have human agents on earth preparing the way. So now we go to the banks. Who controls all money on earth? The banks. The Federal Reserve. Well, the bankers. yes. It, in our nation, it's the Federal Reserve. Yes. Now, who is the Federal Reserve? What is the Federal Reserve? It's a private banking corporation. It's not federal at all. Never has been since 1913. It is a private company. Okay, folks, you're thinking Terry Cook's an idiot. He's nuts. This guy's really blown his stack. You know, he's been smoking something, or maybe he's on heroin. Okay, Terry, let me help you, brother. They are no more federal than Federal Express couriers, are they? <laughs> exactly. And Fred Smith, who started Federal Express, Skull and Bones Brotherhood of Death. Uh oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, Fred Smith. You see, that's where he got his money. Okay, now, bottom line, folks, Federal Reserve is not federal. It's owned by Rothschild, J.P. Morgan, Rockefeller, the Committee of 300. Google that term, the Committee of 300. Those are the men controlling this planet. And it's mainly and chiefly done, if you haven't figured it out, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to get a rude awakening very shortly. Control of the world is controlled by money. Okay, so let's follow the money. Remember that old expression, brother, follow the money? That's right. Let's follow it all the way to the top, because I never hear many Christians get there. They're talking about the Trilateral Commission and the Bilderbergers and the CFR and the Skull and Bill. Yes, but let's go further. Let's go right to the top. Okay, let's make it really simple. Who controls the central bank in America? Essentially, Rockefeller, Rothschild, J.P. Morgan, but at the top, through subsidiary organizations, it's basically Rothschild. Okay? 
And J.P. Morgan was his right-hand man in the beginning, and that organization, of course, by his sons, is still pretty much visible. Now, J.P. Morgan and Chase Manhattan, which was Rockefeller, have joined forces in America. So you see J.P. Chase, don't you, on all the banks today? Yes. Okay. J.P. was basically Rothschild Banker's right-hand man. Now, we still have Baron Rothschild, the son of the original, and he's in control. There are many uh, Rothschilds now, but uh, uh, you can research that on the Internet, ladies and gentlemen, and find all this out. So, But let's make it simple and get to the bottom line here, which few Christians have done. And I want to get to the point here. Let's follow the money. Satan's going to control the money. He's going to give everybody a chip implant so they can buy or sell. He's going to set all this up through a massive international computerized system of tracking and control. By the way, when I finished my book, brother, the one you have, the telephone directory, I thought to myself subsequently, I thought, gee, okay, now, I described all this, but what computerized system is the devil going to use to track it all? Because, you know, somebody has to track it. If you can't buy or sell anywhere in the world without a chip implant, that means you have to scan your hand someplace. That means that information has to go through a master computer someplace. And where is that going to be, I ask myself? Ah, the National Security Agency at Fort Meade, Maryland. So my second book, brother, which you probably didn't read, is called Big Brother NSA. Oh, and i got to get that one. Sold, that only sold 3,000 copies. But it's out of print now, so I just updated it, and it's available at www.amazon.com, or you can just Google this. And uh, my latest version, it's less than a year old, is called Big Brother 2010. The NSA is a little late. Big Brother was supposed to be here, according to Orwell, by 1984, but he's a little off. It's 2010. And that's that's when the NSA's full electronic... Cybercom Military Command goes into effect October of this year. And we're in September. That's next month. I wrote wow. that book a year ago. So, Google that term, Cybercom. You see, whereas the NSA has always been an official military organization, a secretive one, now it becomes fully integrated into all military commands, and specifically with NORTHCOM, in Colorado that we mentioned earlier on this program, and I wrote a book on that too, NORTHCOM Rising. So NORTHCOM Rising is a military command structure that's being integrated with the United Nations, and now Interpol, I wrote a a separate book on Interpol. Interpol, Obama just gave them full authority, and they have their own passports issued by the Interpol policing organization that was originally founded by Nazis. Oh my goodness. So get my book, Interpol. Which are uh, tied in, uh, are they tied some way into Wackenhut? Oh, uh, everything's interlinked. See, that's the thing. Everything's interlinked. When you start investigating this, there's no end to it. Okay, oh now back, back to following the money, brother. Okay, let's, let's just make it really simple. The Lord says Antichrist will control all the money. Now, who is doing that on earth as his human agents? The bankers. Yes. The bankers in America, uh, the, the satanic bankers are represented in America by the Federal Reserve. And the Federal Reserve, they control us. They control everything, don't they? That They're tied in uh, on an international level with maybe like the International Bank of Settlements and so forth? 
Oh yes, exactly. Now, here let's let's make it really simple. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and I want you to assume what you're bright enough to assume. <laughs> you're brilliant. So, who owns the central bank of Dubai in Arabia? Russia. Wow. Now, by owning, I'm saying controlling, okay? But I'm going to make it simple because they disguise that with many sub-organizations, right? Yes. But So let's just make it really simple. Rothschild controls 165 central banks. Hello? All of them. Oh, my goodness. On earth. Now, have you followed the money right to the top? Okay. So now... Rothschild is in the Council of Thirteen, of the Committee of Thirteen. He's the second from the top, of the top Satanists on Earth. You see? These are, uh, you said Council of Thirteen. There's 13 individuals that make up the... The top 13 out of the Committee of 300. They're all Satan. Henry Kissinger is in the Committee of 300. He's Rockefeller's right-hand lieutenant, and on and on and on. Bohemian Grove, CFR, Trimetal Commission. Yeah. They're all interwoven, but the uh, oh, oh yeah, I'm learning something I didn't know. the uh, The Council of Thirteen is at the top of this. Yes, the Council of the Top Thirteen. Wow. See, and and uh, uh, Rothschild's right there, and I think number two slot. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. He's okay. got a uh, grandson, doesn't he? Is this? Uh... Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, just put in, uh, go to Google and put in the Rothschild dynasty. In fact, guess what? I have a new 300-page book about done on the Rothschild dynasty. Some people say that the grandson, who's a charismatic figure, I think he's in his 30s, he looks like the uh, the pictures of Jesus that have been painted. As a, as okay. a side note. <laughs> yes, interesting. And you could spend a lot of time on that, but let's, let's give the folks the bottom line here. Satan's going to control all the money on planet Earth. He's got to control the bankers. Does he not? Yes. Yes. Okay. What uh, every central bank on earth that controls the nation's money is controlled by the Rothschild dynasty. Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, do you understand that? That's why I have nearly a new 300-page book down on the Rothschild dynasty. Wow. 165 central banks on earth. So, brother, I'm going to ask you this. Who controls, basically owns, but I'm just going to say, who controls the Bank of Moscow, Moscow's central bank? Tell me. Rothschilds. Okay. Who controls Red Chinese central bank? Rothschilds. Who controls the Arabian central bank? Rothschilds. Who controls the Federal Reserve in America? Rothschilds. Who controls uh, Venezuela? Chavez. Rothschilds, they control the money. He who controls the money controls the nation. Okay, now, who financed the communist revolution in 1917 through, what What was that infamous guy's name, Lenin? Lenin? Uh-huh. The, the, the who Bolsheviks. Financed, who financed the Bolshevik revolution with Lenin as their chief puppet in 1917? Wait a minute, don't tell me the Rothschilds. Oh my goodness, it goes way back then. And this is old money, isn't it? Oh yeah, satanic money from the pit of hell. Okay, now, how did the Reds get their name? 
You know, I'm 63, so when I grew up, uh, everybody called the commies the red. You know, rather to be, I'd rather be red than dead was the old expression. Remember that? Yes. Okay. Well, the word red came from Rothschild. It means the red shield. The, the, the German name Rothschild, when broken up, means red shield. You wow. See? So Rothschild invented communism. And, in fact, uh, about, I think it was 20 million or 200 million uh, in gold bullion was shipped by train with linen when he was snuck into Moscow to assassinate the uh, Christian czar and inaugurate the revolution. Wow. You see, revolutions cost money. Yes. Hitler needed money. Uh, uh, our government needs money. And all governments have needed money, and so the communists, ah, the Satanists. Let me throw some in there for those of you who don't understand <laughs> how, how deep this goes. Uh, Hitler needed money. So what did he do? He called his friends over at Brown Brothers Harriman, which is an American bank, that Prescott Bush, George Bush's senior's father, uh, had ownership in. And they financed, the Bush family financed Adolf Hitler during World War II. Go look at Time Magazine article. Yes, uh, it goes deep, folks. And that bank is leaked to Rothschild. Are you with me? Oh, wow. So you just keep following the money, and where does it lead? Rothschild. It's an incestuous situation, isn't it? All these well, people so. are linked together. Yes. Um, so, yes. So, so Rothschild's, I didn't mean to uh, he's in the top uh, two, top three of uh, yes. the, the Council of 13? Yeah. You see? Uh, let me guess uh, who sits up above that. Do you know who runs the Council of Thirteen, Terry? Do you know her name? No. She's, she's chiefly just a figure, but it's the Queen. Oh. This is why she had dinner with uh, George Bush before he left office, and they set up 13 tables. I'm afraid I asked. I didn't realize That's... that. God have mercy. Yeah. Yes. Okay, now she's just uh, a figure more than anything else, but she's the black widow, the white widow. Uh oh. And, and, uh, actually it's Rothschild. Okay? The, the queen is really under the control of the Rothschild Financial Center in London. By the way, uh, most of the uh, very important Luciferians are buried upon death in a, uh, very little known gravesite in London where all the rich people and the saintness are built. Where do you think, uh, do you know where uh, Karl Marx was buried after his death? He died no, more, by the way. Yeah, he was born in, he was, go ahead and put in, uh, Google the term, where was Karl Marx buried, ladies and gentlemen? It's very interesting. He has a beautiful bust uh, in, in the most famous gravesite in London where all the rich people and Rothschilds, and many of the Rothschilds have been buried. Wow. Also, Rothschild has a uh, gravesite in uh, Israel and has built many satanic structures in Israel and so on. And, and again, uh, we could spend hours and hours on this, but I want to get to the bottom line. Scripture says the Antichrist will essentially control all the money on earth. And that a mark will be required in order to buy or sell in his system. So, who created all of these identification things? You see, ah, wait a minute, it's got to, it's got to somehow, 
you got to trace the money back to Rothschild. Well, yes. I have. I have. Okay. So who created the NSA? Well, the U.S. government, didn't they? Yes. Uh, who, who finances the U.S. government? The, uh, the the black budget operations of the CIA and NSA. Above that, who lends them the money? The Federal Reserve. Yes. Okay. Are you with me? The Federal Reserve is Rockefeller, Rothschild, J.P. Morgan. Okay. Now, who has who has created and either directly or indirectly financed the engineering of all positive identification devices and technologies? Write this one down, brother. You want to research this? Okay, it's in my book. I got my pen. Okay. Here's the organization that, you know, we see all these companies come up like Positive ID, Verichip, you know, InfoPet, right? Yes, sir. But wait a minute. Who was behind that? Who developed it? Who financed it? I traced it back, follow the money, right back to the NSA. That's brother, there's, uh, there's, there's people sounding the alarm that uh, even Facebook is a uh, data mining tool of the NSA. What do you think about that? Well, it wasn't originally, but the founder of Facebook recently said we're all a bunch of suckers for having used his system. And, of course, he sold out long ago, but he said we're all a bunch of fools. He brother, I heard, uh, that's a new one to me, I heard that the chief uh, technology officer of Google was uh, ex-NSA. Well, uh, here's the deal. Thing runs deep, uh, in it? Yeah, they went to Stanford, right? Yes, sir. The Stanford Research Institute has been CIA from the beginning. Oh. Uh, and and the two boys who created Google did so yes, under military contract. Wow. And okay, military NSA. Yeah. Now, basically, Google has joined NSA, haven't they? Recently. Yes, sir. And who else has who else has joined NSA? Well. Google this, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Gates, who's a committee of 300 member, by the way, Mr. Bill Gates said, he actually admitted to the public on the news that he had the NSA help him develop the new Windows 7 program. You see? It's got to be full of backdoors. Uh, Terry, I never wanted to upgrade to that because, uh, you know, they've got that remote protocol. They can access your computer from remote folks. With Windows 7, it was made uh, to NSA specifications, the, the words coming out. Yes. You see? So follow the money. And most of these laptops, Terry, have uh, built-in cameras now. Um, could your camera be remotely controlled? Yes. Folks? Even, when it's, even when it's off, they know where you are. And oh. who, who designed and installed most of the antennas for cell phone trackage nationwide? Subsidiary corporations of NSA. Okay, and what's the move right now, Terry? Everybody wants to get into this, uh, you know, version four of the. Um... Okay, but let me let me get back before we digress again. This yes, I, I I run off all kinds of trails. You better keep me straight well, here. Go ahead. Again, we know too much. You see, we could spend, <laughs> we could, we could give a uh, probably a one year seminar without non nonstop. They were were very knowledgeable. God bless you. But let's let's get back to the ID. Who created most of the ID technologies? You know, you mentioned iris scans, fingerprints, uh, on and on, palm scans and all that. I covered this. Oh, by the way, I, in addition to my first book, The Mark of the New World Order, I created a one-hour video. Oh, wow. 
And that's free, I think, on the Internet. Ladies and gentlemen, you can just go to YouTube.com, put in Terry Cook's Mark of the New World Order video, and you can watch that free, I believe. It's uh, still available on the Internet. And I, de- I, I developed that and produced that in 1993, brother, and it is absolutely dead on. Praise the Lord. Wow. Give him the glory. Praise God. Give, gave him the glory. So you can actually watch that and say, gee, uh, this is happening now. And I, and I developed that and produced it in 1993. It's a Terry, for those that uh, are just tuning in, you're listening to the Mega Man Radio Network. We've got special guest Terry L. Cook on the line, author of uh, some of the cutting-edge books exposing the plans of the New World Order. And you need to get these books. You need to go to Amazon.com, put in Terry L. Cook, C-O-O-K, his name. Order these books because knowledge is power. And why are we covering all these subjects tonight? It's because if you have the knowledge beforehand of what the enemy is planning, you can spoil his plans. Uh, now, some things you just can't control. But um, it says, watch and pray that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things. Jesus said that three times, watch and pray. Okay, you need to be alert. You need to not let this come on you like a thief in the night and catch you by surprise. And that's the point of putting this information out. Terry has literally risked his life over the years to get this information out so you and I could be forewarned, and at least we have a fighting chance. And um, if you're just now tuning in, this is going to be in the MP3 archive after the program. Terry, uh, let me ask you. Uh, originally, I brought you on just for two hours. I have an hour of buffer time. Does your schedule permit to stay on with us? With a break, I can do it if we can. Absolutely. Do it in fact, uh, can we go to a break now? Yes, we can. And then remind me to tell you the bottom line I was trying to get to and who created all the technology that the NSA is now using. Guess who? The NSA. But uh-huh. it's a subsidiary corporation. Write this down, and then we'll get back into it after the break, sir, okay? Folks, Write I want you to down. go in during the break and go to Amazon.com and put in Terry L. Cook and just look at some of the books that are available there. You need to get these. This is... Uh, information that uh, we all need to know about. Terry, I'm going to go to a break, uh, give everybody a chance out there to uh, make a restroom stop, refill their coffee cups. I'm fixing to load up on some Colombian coffee here, and we'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening to Omega Man Radio. Remind me to say Biometrics Consortium, brother. I'm writing it down. Are you ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and tune in each night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific to the Omega Man Radio Network with your host, Shannon Ray Davis. Omega Man Radio is taking enemy territory for Jesus Christ, Yahshua preaching the gospel of the Messiah, and ministering in deliverance and miracle healing. Add some great guest interviews, and you have the recipe for fresh oil for the airwaves. Tune in at OmegaManRadio.com. Hear the word of God Almighty from Numbers, chapter 33, verse 50. And Yahweh spake unto Moses in the plains of Moab by Jordan, near Jericho, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye are passed over Jordan into the land of Canaan, then ye shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, and destroy all their pictures, and destroy all their molten images, and quite pluck down all their houses. 
high places. And ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land, and dwell therein. For I have given you the land to possess it. Omega Man Radio is declaring all-out war on all witches, warlocks, and the hosts of hell. Our mandate is clear. We will not fail. Join with us in the fight and spread the word about Omega Man Radio. Our mission is to invade enemy territory and possess the land, healing the sick, and setting the captives free of demons. In Jesus' name. Tune in each night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at OmegaManRadio.com. Do you listen to other radio programs and then say, Where's the beef? Tune in each day to Omega Man Radio, the show that will put meat on your spirit man's bones. All right, folks, welcome back to the Omega Man Radio Network. Art Bell, move on over, brother. It's time for you to retire. Actually, he did retire. So someone's got to fill the, fill the gap there. Uh, I call myself the Christian Art Bell, though. At any rate, uh, we've got a uh, special guest tonight, uh, Terry L. Cook, prolific author, one of the first to blow the whistle on the New World Order and expose the plans of this end-time system. Way ahead of the game, folks. If you go back and read the early books, uh, most of it's coming to pass. Now, Terry has a fresh insight, and he's literally... Um, churning out the material. I mean, there's so much that uh, he has dug into here and trying to expose while there's still some time to do something about it, folks. You need to get a hold of this information. Terry, you still with us? I am. And, and ladies and gentlemen, thank you, sir. If um, you'd like to just go to Google and um, browse my name, Terry L. Cook's Books. And that's the easiest way to do it. And uh, if you want to go to Amazon.com, that's fine. Then uh, once you reach Amazon.com, click on the books section and then put into the search box my name, Terry L. Cook, and uh, all 20-plus books will show up for you. But it's just easier just to go to Google Browser and put in Terry L. Cook's books. That's all you need. And uh, the first hit or two will show up as Amazon.com and list all of my 20-plus books. And again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you won't get any nonsense in these books. I make $3 a copy, and uh, they range in price from about $16 to $20. But I promise you unadulterated truth to the best of my ability with no nonsense. You're not going to like it, and a lot of it's frightening, but you need to know... uh, me and the Omega Man uh, are very few of the remaining weathermen in the sense that we're telling you storms are coming for which you need to prepare. Now, we don't know exactly the day and hour of these storms, but we're able to approximate that they're coming very soon, and you need to get ready. And before we get sidetracked, I want to tell you just personally, I have a book called Food Armageddon 2012. I'm trying to cover everything I can on how these demonic demons, these satanic demons, are trying to control everything. Food is another subject we need to talk briefly about before the end of the program, brother, because there's a program called Codex Alimentarius that went into effect this year, January 2010. It's already in effect, and now they're implementing it, and it's meant to control all food on planet Earth. All food on planet Earth control all farmers, on planet Earth, who will have to comply with Codex Alimentarius. And 
uh, on and on and on, including the new genetically modified seeds produced by Monsanto Corporation, who, by the way, produced Agent Orange during the Vietnam War and many other poisons. And by the way, uh, one of the new Obama czars for food is a former CEO of Monsanto Corporation. So you see, they're, as we mentioned in the last hour, they're all in bed. It's incestuous, and it never ends, and it's total control of everything. Food. Including the food we eat, Terry. Um, Terry, in the previous program, I did um, open lines. We prayed for Pastor Charles Holtzhauser, uh, a minister who uh, came out of NAM. Um, and he was hit with Agent Orange over there, and he called in and asked for prayer because uh, he's in the fourth stage of uh, kidney disease, and he needs miracle healing, or he'll be on a dialysis machine because of what he came became exposed to over in Nam. And um, Monsanto was behind Agent Orange, and they haven't went away. Now they're behind what's called the Terminator seeds, aren't they? Yes, and that's uh, genetically modified GMO stuff. Uh, listen. I have two separate books on that sort of food control. One's called Codex Alimentarius, which simply means food code. Okay? It sounds fancy. It's hard to say, but it simply means food code, an international food code with which everyone must comply, and all farmers must comply. And if they don't, mm, well, I think it remains to be seen what's going to happen to a lot of people who don't comply with the International New World Order. FEMA camps, there's another issue. Well, we won't get into that, but they're there, and uh, many of us will be going there, unfortunately. So get ready for uh, perversion and subversion and persecution, folks. It is coming. Now, Terry, they, they want to control the money. They want to control the food. They want to control us. And before we jump, uh, I want you to... To mention something, uh, I understand that uh, the elite have been taking seeds and putting them into a vault somewhere up in the Arctic regions. Yes. What have you heard on that? Yes, including Bill Gates. Uh, not only uh, food seeds, but their own seeds. These, oh. uh, these satanic Luciferians are storing their own sperm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Wow. Now, okay, see... Uh, they want to make sure that the elite survive uh, perpetually, and uh, so they're freezing their sperm so you know they can reproduce later, uh, whether they're here or not. So uh, yes, uh, these elite are really sick. Uh, they want uh, population reduction to go into full gear here shortly, and uh, you can hear various uh, plans in this regard. I. I've heard that they want to exterminate. I'm, I'm saying that word, extermination, folks. Uh, the polite way to say it is depopulation, depopulate. The real term is exterminate. They want to exterminate over 5 billion of the 6.5 billion people who are alive on planet Earth right now. They only, in fact, if you go to the Georgia Guidestones, you're pretty close to that down there, brother, Georgia Guidestones. Just uh, go to uh, wikipedia.com or Google Georgia Guidestones. That's quite an education. Brother, we've got all kinds of stuff down the road. We've got the Guidestones. We also have a couple hundred thousand plastic coffins. Yes. That they plan to put uh, four people per box in. Yeah, uh, Something's coming, brother. We ought, we ought to just arrange at least a one-month seminar so we can talk nonstop. 
God have mercy. I want I want to uh, so people don't think I'm I've lost my mind. Uh, I I do have a, a plan, folks. Um, I want to tie something back in. You mentioned the uh, the food. You mentioned Mono Santo, and we, in the previous uh, hour we've been talking about uh, Terry, uh, you and I about the uh, the connection and following the money. Uh, have you? I heard that Prince Charles is connected some way to one of these uh, food companies. Yeah, and I haven't studied Prince Charles and his direct connections, so rather than speculate, I just don't know, but it, it, they all are. Um, I think he, he has ownership in one of them. I don't know if it's Monsanto or one of the others, like uh, K-Grill or something. I'm not sure. Most of these elitists... Most of these elitists are connected one way or the other. I'm sorry, my dog just put his paw on the telephone. Are you still there? I am still here. I thought uh, they were jamming our signals. I said, I knew it was going to come. <laughs> well, it, was, it was my little pug dog that did that. <laughs> but, but, you know, folks, they, they want to control your food. Uh, they've got the Terminator genes, which yield one crop, and then they die, and you, you must go back to Monsanto and buy again. It's caused hundreds of thousands of farmers to commit suicide in India because yeah. they just can't pay. And, uh, I mean, this is, this is horrific. Now, before we went on the break, you told me to uh, mention the word consortium. Ah, okay. Back to that subject. Again, uh, we just know too much, brother, and we could spend uh, hours on any given subject. Uh, but, folks, if you'll go to uh, Google and just put in Terry L. Cook's books and just listen, there's no nonsense in these books. It's more than you want to know, but you need to know it. Uh, and I started to say... Please store a year's supply of food for your family immediately, if not sooner. Amen. Now, I hope I've made myself clear, because there is a planned economic crash coming. It started in October 08. By the way, October is another very important satanic month, brother. And let's quickly talk about that. Then we'll go to the biometrics consortium, okay? Don't let me forget that. We know too much. It takes too much time to convey this, but people need to know, and I've spent 20 years studying this. So praise the Lord. It's all his fault. <laughs> Folks, I'm hoping to hit uh, various subjects here, and then you need to get these these books because, look, what Terry and I have learned, uh, and namely Terry, okay, uh, comes over decades, and you have an opportunity in a relatively short period of time to bridge the gap. Knowledge is power. Get some of these books. And it'll bring you up to speed because we don't have a lot of time to react. And as Steve Quill says, when the time to act comes, the time prepare is over with. So yeah, Steve Quill, by the way, is a, is, it was a very good friend of mine. I've kind of lost contact with him because I left uh, the ministry for ten years. But Steve's a very fine man, uh, originally from Southern California, as I am, and uh, he's he's a very good source of brother. Let me tell you how late it is. Uh, I talked to Quill. And um, last week, him and the Hawk uh, have went silent. Uh, really? They're done. They, uh, really? they, their last program on the air was last week. Uh, folks, listen, uh, they're privy to a lot of information. And uh, when Steve and the Hawk basically say, we've said enough, uh, we're going dark, that's a reason for concern. When you've got uh, Tony Robbins, just as he's getting ready to hit over to his Fiji Island, says, don't believe what they're telling you in the news. Uh, a collapse is coming. Get out of the market. Uh, one of the billionaires who works for the 15 trillionaires in the world says, I'm going dark. Time is running out to do something about it, Terry. Yes, it is. And so, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, the primary thing you need right now, uh, you know, we're so spoiled in America, brother, that most people are just so used to having 
all of the things that we've enjoyed throughout most of American history, minus the previous Great Depression, which Rothschild and the Illuminati created. It was planned, okay, that our folks, our grandfathers went through. It was planned, and that began the destabilization of America, and FDR, one of them, one of the Committee of 300, and a socialist, and a 33rd degree Mason who put that symbol on the back of our dollar bill with a pyramid. It says, Novus Ordo Seclorum, New World Order. Roosevelt did that. So the first depression was planned, economic crash, devastation, starvation. These people are evil. And then people clamored for government jobs and government control, the social security system, you see. Roosevelt confiscated the gold back then and then resold it at a higher price and he was a communist in disguise and his vice president was too and a 33rd degree mason so you see that's why we still have on the back of every single dollar bill that satanic pyramid that says Anuit Coeptus Novus Ordo Seclorum announcing the conception of the new world order under the eye of Lucifer in yes. the pyramid Satan Antichrist okay now Back to Biometrics Consortium, something you've never heard about, don't want to hear about, but now let's get to the chase. Let's cut to the chase, the bottom line here, follow the money. All the technology leading to the mark of the beast and total police state surveillance has essentially come directly or indirectly from the NSA through either itself or subsidiary corporations such as the Biometrics Consortium. Now, these people are so slick, brother, that they created a separate corporate entity right at the headquarters facility of the NSA in Fort Meade, Maryland. Oh, my goodness. So I'm going to, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to spell this term for you. Research it. You won't easily be able to determine that it's the NSA because it has a different name although it has the same mailing address oh wow okay the biometrics you know bio like biology and then metrics meaning measurement of something okay and that something is uh, everything about your human body your bio your biometrics so this company's name is called the Biometrics, that's one word, B-I-O-M-E-T-R-I-C-S, the Biometrics Consortium. And the term consortium simply means a whole bunch of people and a whole bunch of things are brought together as one. A consortium is basically combining a lot of things into one. Okay, So the Biometrics Consortium was created by, financed by, and is controlled by who? The National Security Agency at Fort Meade, Maryland. And they're right at the same facility with the same address. Oh, my goodness. Go to their website, biometricsconsortium.com, I think it is, brother. And they'll say, we are the government uh, controlling organization who's bringing all Identification technologies together. Terry, they're, they're, the CIA was rumored to have started to relocate to uh, 
the Colorado area. Have you heard any rumors on the NSA? Are they still out at Fort Meade for the long well, haul, or are they starting to move too? Oh, no, they're, they're in Fort Meade for the long haul, but that's just the beginning. Now, in my latest version of the NSA book, Big Brother 2010, and I told you Cybercom is the new military command structure that goes into full effect. It began in October of last year. Oh, my it's goodness. In, it's in full effect October 1 of this year, next month. See, this is... Uh... This is almost like uh, a Pentagon on the Internet, right? Yeah. Are you at your computer now, brother? Did yes, sir, I am. Go, okay, just put in NSA Cybercom October of this year. Watch it pop up. Now, my latest book called Big Brother 2010 covers all of this. Now, wait. There are headquarters in Maryland, okay, Fort Meade, Maryland. It's an old Army base. but And they have allegedly 20 to 30 acres of underground supercomputers right there at that facility. Underground wow. Super. Their latest one is called the Black Widow. Oh my goodness! Obama, yeah, which Obama's taken full control over. So put in Obama's Black Widow NSA computer on the browser. Brother, is this connected to uh, the recent articles you're talking about the uh, the the kill switch for well, the internet? That's part they, of it. They get yeah, hit a switch and it all goes dark. Who created the internet in the first place? Military uh, contracts. Arp, uh, ARPANET, uh, military, correct? Yeah, yeah, ARPANET, yeah. Back in That's, the 60s. Yeah, it was released through the uh, U.S. Uh, UCLA in Santa Barbara and uh, back in, uh, yeah, in the 60s. But wait a minute, I thought Al Gore created the Internet. Now, I just <laughs> if you aren't listening out there. <laughs> he, he, created, he created lots of gory things. In his mind. <laughs> but no, it, it was created for military use. Um, and uh, I understand that uh, even after it was officially uh, available to the, the public, they had already started to launch Internet 2. Uh, is that out there now, a super Internet? Oh, yeah. Internet 2 uh, was launched in 1997 yes. and, uh, and so on. But the bottom line is, uh, who funded the, uh, uh, the money for the creation of ARPANET and the uh, origins of the Internet, NSA? Wow. Follow, follow the money. Which is owned, uh, controlled by the Rothschilds, ultimately, right? Yeah. Well, not so openly. See, that's why no one knows it. You have to investigate it. But when you follow the money, there it is. So, basically, the NSA, that's why I called it Big Brother NSA in my first edition, and now it's big. It's actually Big Brother 2010, because it goes into full effect next month. So, folks, go to Google and put in Terry L. Cook's books and get as many of these books as quickly as you can and read up because power, knowledge is power and you need rapid knowledge because we're, we're going to have very shortly a planned collapse. So I'm going to share with you. So I've already told you, Biometrics Consortium is creating Lucifer's ID system. The NSA controls that. The NSA was funded by the U.S. government under a secret origin, uh, but bottom line is they have to get the money from someplace. The federal government operates on whose money? Rothschild through the Federal Reserve, a private banking company. You see? Terry, I don't want to take you off um, your chain of thought, but we had a uh, question just come in from the chat room. By the way, I want to tell you, Terry, uh, we probably got more listeners tuning in tonight than uh, for any other program. I mean, the chat room is jam-packed tonight. If I were to open up the, the phones, we, they would probably start streaming in, but uh, I want you to get 
uh, more information out. Here's a question. It says, is there any truth that the recent Obama health care plan contains details regarding a massive RFID chipping of all Americans by 2014? There, there is information on that and many other things, including the fact that uh, that uh, Obamacare bill, which I believe is 2,500 plus pages, that actually provided the funding for his private Nazi army. That's wow. in my book. That's in my book. I spend a lot of time covering that. Uh, the making of an American dictator. In fact, that phrase, actually, that a paragraph quoting him during his campaign where he said we need a private army as big as the military yes. for national security. Basically, it's a Nazi brown shirt army. Oh, my goodness. And the Obamacare bill had a, had a portion of the bill fund that army, fund the creation of the army. So that's where all your money, not all of it, that's where some of it is going from the Obamacare bill. <clears throat> but, yes, it includes many other things that that investigators are just now beginning to learn because the people who passed it never read it. Pelosi said, you have to pass this to read it. Oh my they passed goodness. the bill. Most of the legislators never read the first five pages, let alone 2,500 pages. You see, Just as uh, they, they didn't read the, uh, the Homeland Security Act, the Patriot Acts 1 and 2 before that? No, no, uh, they, no. Now, that's a good subject. Homeland Security. I covered that in my book, Interpol. I covered that in Northcom Rising. Folks, you got to get these books. Listen, I make $3.47 a copy. I don't get rich doing this. Okay? You need the books. Yeah, I'd like to sell you a book because I worked hard on them, but I get $3.47. Okay? I'm not going to get rich, and I'm not a, I don't sell them by the millions. I did this to educate you for God and country. Okay? Get the stuff. No BS. It's scary, yeah, but you need to know it's happening anyway. Don't be an ostrich. So in uh, in, in one of my books, I, it, I cover all of these things. And the things I told you, I'm working on ten more books right now. Ten more books? Okay? Good golly. Wow. Oh, actually, I've created the covers for 20 new books. i got 22 or 23 published already. Um the Mark of the New World Order that you have is in its third edition. They just ran out at Noah Hutchings Southwest Radio Ministries. They're, they're trying to reprint it right now. They sold a few thousand copies, and they're out of that. But um, that's in the third edition. But uh, I've already created the cover for 20 additional books, and I have about four ready to go, almost edited and ready to publish through Amazon.com. So I'm... I read about 500 newsletters a month, and I'm pretty much on top of everything, as you are, brother. You're astounding. You're Terry, here's a question. Well, thank you. For God. I give God the praise. Yeah. And uh, I also recommend, folks, that you take uh, some cod liver oil. It will stave off Alzheimer's. Uh, has Verichip <laughs> acquired Still Vault yet in an acquisition to form positive ID? I don't, uh, I don't have that direct information with me. By the way, I'm updating the Mark of the New World Order book with a new book. Um, on positive identification and every other thing. And that's about, uh, I think, probably two months down the road. And it's called America's Identity Crisis. Instead of the Mark of the New World Order, I'm, I'm giving it a new title with all this latest information, America's Identity Crisis. I'm hoping to have that done before I'm sent to a FEMA camp. Terry, and I'm, um... And I'm, I'm serious, folks. I'm, I mean, I'm serious. 
really folks, too, this is not a joke tonight. Um, the red balloon lists are real. Okay, um, there is another false flag uh, being planned for us, uh, just as I believe 911 was an inside job. Terry, um, I've been seeing the number 911 for literally months now. And what I mean by that, I'll look at a, my clock, it'll say 911. You know, it's usually it's a.m. or p.m. But I mean, the other night uh, I saw it twice. We've been seeing it every night. I don't know what God's trying to say other than. I think it's a warning flag to some of the watchmen on the wall right now that something is afoot. Uh, even this this fall, folks, guys like Nathan Leal have said that uh, there's going to be a major incident this year. Guys like Rick Wiles, True News. Uh, you know, time will will tell. But uh, brother, I think that uh, something's uh, well, bad. Abs- brother, you think it's absolutely correct. Uh, uh, and, and again, I wish we had another three hours. Uh, I'm all energized now and ready to go. So if you can tape another six hours, let's go, brother. <laughs> we're having a good dialogue here, and hopefully we're educating a lot of fine people out there. But again, ladies and gentlemen, I wish we could take all your calls without sacrificing some of the information we'd like to get out to help you tonight. That's why I'm here. I'm here to help you. And God put me here and gave me this nightmarish knowledge so I could help you understand what's coming along. So, look, this new world order consists of three parts. A global communist government under Islamic control. Okay? So the Antichrist is going to be both a communist and an Islamist. Now, the Islamists call him the 12th Amman Mahdi, their Messiah. He'll be the Antichrist. And he'll also be called Comrade Antichrist because he'll head the Communist Party through the United Nations. The United Nations was founded by Alger Hiss, another communist, and Rockefeller donated the land in New York upon which it sits. See how they're all in bed together? Oh, my Follow goodness. the money. Okay, now, they control the food, they control the money, so the political arm of the New World Order, three parts now, Political arm is global communism through the United Nations or whatever they change that name to. You know, they may just call it a global government or whatever, but it's still the same. A bird is still a bird of the same color. So then the second part is a new world economic order. Now, if you uh, go to Google and you browse the term new world order, and it's been about a month since I've checked this, brother, but I believe there are one half billion articles. A half billion hits on the term New World Order. Now, if you do the same with New World Economic Order, I think there are only uh, a couple hundred million articles on the New World Economic Order. But you see, that's the second phase of the New World Order. They have have to have a global, satanic, communist government controlling us. Then they have to control all the money through the New World Economic Order, then wait. Then they have to convert the whole world from Christianity, the only truth in the universe, and to all the satanic false religious systems and diversions that ultimately will lead to a conversion to Islam. Islam is Satan's new world order religion and No one will be allowed to believe other than Islam. Now, the devil has a lot of people fooled by thinking they're atheists, they're Hindus, they're whatever-ism. 
Okay? Any religion other than Christ will do right now. But ultimately, when it comes down to the mark of the beast, you won't be able to get the buying and selling chip in your hand if you don't convert to Islam. Not wow. to Hinduism, not to Hinduism, not to you worship yourselfism, not to any other ism you might contemplate or speculate about, not to anything, okay, except Islam. Revelation 20 says, if you don't worship the Antichrist and take the mark, he'll cut off your head. Period. No ifs, ands, or buts. Period. That means everybody on earth will convert to Islam or lose their heads. Now, they don't have enough guillotines or swords to do that. So they have to exterminate a great deal of those people with food starvation, a collapse of the economy, homeless people, uh, poisons, and vaccines. Now, speaking of that, wish we had another hour, brother. That was my uh, next I question. A, uh, I wrote a 300-page book. I wish, yeah, I can do it. Let's go. Can they? Uh, we, we hear about the chemtrails, but what I'm worried about is the vaccines, because I heard there's a vaccine right now that will give you the equivalent of a chemical lobotomy. They've got them... They're using in third world countries that will render you sterile. Could you go up for your vaccine and uh, get AIDS virus or the mark of the beast put into you? Well, how do you think the AIDS virus got to Africa in the first place? Yes. It was created in the laboratory at Fort Detrick, Maryland. I was afraid of that. World Health Organization? Well, I just say the who done it. Who done it? The who? Well, what do you That's mean right. the who? Well, it sounds like Abbott and Costello. Do you remember? Well, you, most of you people are too young to remember Abbott and Costello, right? Who's on first, right? But what it means is, who is World Health Organization? That's United Nations. That's New World Order. That's Rothschild. You see? So who created the vaccine, the alleged smallpox vaccine that created AIDS in the first place? It was really just nothing but AIDS. And uh, the people in Africa were told it was a smallpox vaccination. Uh, the World Health Organization at Fort Detrick, Maryland. And they plan to kill 5.5 billion of us, gets down to 500 million, don't they? Oh, right. But they need something better than just AIDS. And, of course, uh, the homosexual community was blamed for AIDS, which was uh, not really the case. Uh, the reason it was brought over to America and uh, started pretty much in San Francisco is because many of the homosexuals in San Francisco went to Africa and did their thing with the little black boys over there who had it. Wow. Okay. Now, yes. there's another two hours. Okay. But let's get back to the vaccination depopulation program. I just finished six months ago a new book on that called Murdered by Injection. Are you at your just, computer, brother? Yes, and just so you'll know... Um what kind of parameter work can we have 35 minutes so uh, we can okay. I'll give you the mic brother I'm going to back out I want to hear preach okay murder by injection get the book murder by injection do not take the swine flu vaccine you know how all of a sudden it became an emergency overnight all kinds of executive orders were signed declaring it an emergency and the Obama administration authorized listen now 9 billion with a B, $9 billion in uh, produced vaccines from, guess what, Rockefeller and Rothschild Pharmaceutical Companies. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Now, they got the a payday that, that time, didn't they? Oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Get my book. 
murder by injection, and it's all about swine flu vaccine depopulation. It's poison. Brother, it's not about saving the children. It's about killing your children, isn't it? Well, yeah. Listen, it's reverse speak. Remember Orwell? Newspeak. Whenever they use a term like the Patriot Act, it's just the reverse. They can't tell you the truth. You won't buy it. So they do reverse speak. They call it the Patriot Act. It's just the reverse. It's the unpatriotic act. Yes. Okay. The new, the, what we have a plan for World War III in the Middle East. It's been on the books since 2003. Did you know that? No, sir. Wow. Nuclear war is planned in the Middle East. Now, that will fulfill prophecies called the Gog-Magog War. That will kill about 2 billion people of the 6.5 billion who now live. You see, that will depopulate 2 billion people with a good nuclear war. That's been on the books. And you know what they're calling that military operation that Israel and American military forces have already prepared for for years? They're calling it, listen now, you'll love it, Operation Iranian Freedom. Wow. And they're just going to bomb the heck out of Iran and kill everybody they can. Oh, well, there's, man. Yeah, they'll be free, okay. Much more free from their bodies than they now are. <laughs> I'll throw one in the mix. I had Barry Chamish on the other night, and he told me that uh, they have just formed a, a Mediterranean Union over there. Yes. And by the I way... Uh, when, when the new government comes in to be over there, uh, most people don't realize it, but the uh, country of Turkey has one of the largest standing armies of the world of about 4 million men. Russia just signed, by the way, Turkey is communist. Russia just signed a big, huge military treaty with Turkey. Turkey, remember, had the uh, the Pergamos. Remember Pergamos? Yes, sir. Turkey and the altar over there the satanic headquarters for Satan on planet Earth was originally Turkey and apparently is still going to be so for the Islamic Caliphate. You know, the, the Caliph is the correct pronunciation from an Arab point of view, but it's spelled Caliphate. And I cover this in my book, Comrade Antichrist. So it appears now with the United Nations discussing moving their headquarters to Dubai, which is the financial center for uh, the Arab communities. <coughs> By the way, the central bank there, Rothschild. Wow. And so now all things seem to be revolving around Turkey. You're starting to hear more and more stuff about Turkey because uh, all the Arab communities are going to line up with Satan's command center, uh, probably at Pergamos, Turkey. Now, Terry, uh, I hear that they've got plans to take the world and divide it into ten biosphere regions. Is that still on the books? Yeah, it already has been. In fact, the uh, uh, the U.S. military um, has launched their own military divisions as well. Is that so why they're not enforcing the borders? They want to turn Canada, Mexico, and, and USA into uh, one of the biosphere regions? Well, they already have. Under not NORTHCOM? Want. Not want. They already have. Oh, my goodness. It's later than I book. thought. I cover all of this in my book, Northcom Rising. So that's why I wrote 23 books. You see, when I wrote my first one that you have a copy of, that was 750 pages. People said, I can't carry it, I can't read it. Why don't you divide it up into smaller pieces? Well, I did that this time. Now I have 23 smaller pieces, 300 pages a piece. 
And I know Rumsfeld, um, under the Bush administration, Secretary of Defense said uh, when the crisis comes in America, they're going to bring peacekeeping troops in on Northcom uh-huh. on American streets. Brother, uh, it's it's late in the game, and uh, for them to get Way these late. plans pushed forward, they've got to take out the American Christian Church, don't they? And the gun owners. Yes, all that. We stand in the way, right. don't we? Yes, yes. You see, the truth stands in the way, and who are the people on earth that believe in the truth? Christians. How did Jesus define what the truth is? Himself. Now. Why did Jesus define himself as the truth, the way, and the light, and the life, you see? Because he was God, and is God, and always will be God in the flesh, the Trinity. So when he went before Pilate, Pilate cynically laughed when they got into a discussion about the truth. Remember that? Yes, sir. And Pilate said, oh, <laughs> oh Jesus, the truth. The truth, what's that? Jesus said, I am. Stop right there. When when Moses asked God on the hill, on the mountain, what his name was, what did God respond? I am. I am. When Jesus was was incarcerated by the Romans, and they approached him after Judas sold him out, and they said, are you Jesus? And he said, I am. And they all fell to the ground. Remember that in Scripture? That's right. They all fell to the ground. They couldn't get up. When God allowed them to get up to take him to the cross, he did so because that's what he had to do to save us. You see? He could have just held them down. But he wanted to show his authority. All right? So when Christ was talking to Pilate, he said, I am. I am God. Amen. All right. So... Bottom line, there is one truth, and even Christians argue about this. It's Christ. Yes. So when Christ says, uh, you know, to Pilate, what is the truth? And Jesus says, oh, well, I am the truth, and he laughs. You see? And that's the only truth. Now, if you get away from that only truth, you're lost. Because everything else at this juncture in history is a satanic diversion, a satanic deception, and a satanic lie preparing the world for the new world order. Now, that's the third phase. So we have the new world economic order, global communism, and Islamism. We have the new world economic order setting up a cashless society for the mark of the beast, initially with an interim currency, which they're talking about right now, eliminating all the currencies of sovereign nations on earth and coming up with a universal global currency, and Russia's proposed their own. That's right. I have that, that information as well. Okay, and, and eventually, though, it'll be cashless with cards and then chip implants. In the middle of the tribulation, three and a half years, that's when the Antichrist demands worship and gives everybody the mark, or kills them. Let me ask you but, something, Terry. Uh, uh, Visa, V-I-S-A, uh, it was rumored that you break that down, that means 666. Is that true? Uh, I haven't I haven't studied that and broken it down, brother. But who created Visa? Bank of America. Bank of America is Committee of Three Hundred, uh, controlled by J.P. Morgan Rothschild. And uh, see, just follow the money. So they've got to destroy the American economy in order to plunge us in and these other countries of the world into this 
cashless system, this uh, one-world economy. Yeah. Um, and it's closer than we think because uh, they're all calling for it now. It's perfectly orchestrated. Now, follow the money. Who's at the top of the international financial system? You mentioned earlier in the program the BIS, right? Yes, sir. Bank of International Settlements. Who controls that? Rothschild. International Money Fund. Who controls that? Rothschild. Who controls all central banks of all communist nations on earth? Rothschild. Who controls the central bank, the Federal Reserve, the United States of America? Rothschild. J.P. Morgan. Rockefeller, the Committee of 300. The Luciferians. See, there are two classes of devil worshippers. Have you ever been taught this, brother? No, sir. Okay. There are two classes. you got the low-class variety, like the guy I handled, you know, Mr. Manson, when I was a young 22-year-old. Yes, college. wow. Charles Manson was a Satanist of the lowest variety. Um, and then you have the upper crust. They don't call themselves, in fact, they, they, they deny he exists as Satan. Because they say he should have been God from the beginning. And they protest, well, they actually call it rebel. They revolt, you see. That's where the term communism, revolution, came from. The revolt, the rebellion. The angels and Lucifer rebelled against God, did they not? Yes, sir. So God cast them out of heaven. There is the revolution. You see? It's really wow. just simple. It's now, is that the Luciferians? Yeah. So they don't want to be called Satanists because that's the low-class variety after Satan was thrown out of heaven. Before he was thrown out of heaven, he was Lucifer. And he claimed to be God, did he not? He yes, he to be did. God. He wanted to overcome God, so God threw him out. And then uh, his name was Satan. But, you see, these Luciferians still claim he should have been God. In fact, uh, the Mormon uh, religion teaches that uh, as well, that Lucifer was just a brother of Christ, you see. Do you think that all these guys that meet over at the Bohemian Grove every summer, um, yeah. are they part of the Luciferians? Oh, uh, not, do I think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Alex Jones did a great job in exposing their satanic ceremony of the cremation of care, where they have the 200-foot owl idol, because owls see in the dark. And all these people are Luciferians who live in the dark. So owls symbolize that they see in the dark and they live in the dark. And they call that old god Moloch, the Old Testament uh, word for Satan, you know, Moloch, the god of, of uh, Moloch. And they sacrificially donate a human in effigy, not a live human yet, that's coming, but in effigy they donate a human to the god Moloch every summer at the Bohemian Grove, uh, about 80 miles uh, east, northeast of San Francisco. Down near the Russian River, and uh, you know they they import porn stars over there too, brother. Yes. So it's it's a and, sick group. Oh yeah, they go there for orgies and everything. And I'm talking male porn stars, folks. You have a lot of homosexuals in there. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just total de debauchery. Um, now, now that's where they select the president of the United States every time. Wow. That's, believe it or not, they selected Reagan there. He appeared, uh, and they selected Reagan. Now they really wanted George Bush. But uh, he didn't have the charisma, never did. So that's why they told Reagan, "If you hey, listen, if you don't appoint Georgie, 
as your right-hand man, as vice president, you'll never see the White House. He didn't want George Bush, and George Bush had a wimpy reputation and a charisma, but George Bush was skull and bones, Brotherhood of Death, 1947, Yale. His dad, Prescott Bush, 1917, skull and bones, Brotherhood of Death. Prescott Bush actually planned Pearl Harbor and the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor to get wow. into World War II. Wow, and he financed Adolf Hitler during World War II. And um, you know, and they they knew if they could get uh, get Bush in there as a VP, all they need to do was take out Reagan, and they tried that, didn't they? That's right. Ultimately, Bush Senior got in there, and he, by the way, was director of the CIA, I think, back in '76, and yep. he's uh, tied to Zapata Oil, and his name, Poppy Bush, folks, uh, comes from running opium out of the Golden Triangle during NAM. There you go, and that's the real reason we're in Afghanistan. Brother, you know what's happening. I'm telling you. Brother, we are there to reinstate the opium fields and to push the pipeline to the Caspian Sea. That's right, and and exponentially, that drug farm has increased production and shipped heroin and everything else to the United States. And which airline is doing it for the Committee of 300, which has always had Afghanistan as their poppy farm? Air America, CIA. So Are they still in operation? Wow. Oh, of course. Always have been. So you know what CIA really stands for, brother? Criminals in action. Yes. Now, who founded the CIA? Skull and Bones Brotherhood of Death. Which came from the OSS, watch, right? It, yeah, if, yes. Uh, uh-huh. If you want to watch a Hollywoodized version of the whole history, a three-hour history of the CIA Get the recent movie, it's about three or four years old now, called The Good Shepherd. Remember that? Yes, sir. Whole history With, of... With uh, uh, Matt Damon, I think it was, right? Yeah, yeah. At okay, Yale, I remember the one, yes. At Yale, Skull and Bones, it, it uh, shows you the rituals of the Skull and Bones. They're all satanic, and the power structure, and the money, and how they created the CIA through the British intelligence organizations, and the British intelligence organizations were controlled by, guess who? Follow the money to Rothschild. Wow. Okay, now back to the inoculations. Ladies and gentlemen, I love you in the Lord Jesus Christ. They, this is serious stuff. They're going to start killing us. The BP oil thing, I got a 500-page book called, it's coming in about a month, called Gulf Oil Apocalypse. Corexit poison has poisoned the whole ocean. It's the Dead Sea. The Gulf is now the Dead Sea. Methane gas, you will not believe it. Everything you're hearing right now are lies. Lies. BP oil, guess who created and controlled it originally, brother? Rothschild. British Petroleum. And they're uh, tied into uh, the royal family, are they not? Isn't it the... Of course. Of course. Are they owned by the Dutch, uh, which is like the... That's Shell. uh, Shell, right? Yeah, Shell's Dutch, but uh, royal family, it, they're all in bed. The whole petroleum industries, Council on Foreign Relations, wow. Parliamentary Commission, Bilderbergers, Rothschild. But then follow the money. See, that's I, I hear few Christian leaders talk about this. They get all the lower organizations, but they never get to the top. Follow the money all the way to the top. It's always in America. It's Rockefeller, J.P. Morgan, Rothschild. Central bank, every central bank in the world is Rothschild. He controls all the wealth on earth. He's a Satanist. He's a Luciferian. Again, they call themselves Luciferians. They're highly educated. They wear $5,000 suits, Rolex watches, uh, 
and so forth, but they're devil worshippers, yes. Lucifer worshippers. And you know, Terry, uh, some say that, that the answer is get your money out of the bank, but the problem with that is they print the money, and all they've got to do is declare a bank holiday and recall the currency, and that's now there is no currency. It's a uh, that's it's a microchip implant. Well, yeah, yeah, but uh, there are a few steps remaining before that happens, you see. First, we have to have World War III. That depopulates a great percentage of people. That also makes the need for a peacekeeper, a peacemaker, you see. Daniel, yes. tell us, Daniel, the book of Daniel unlocks and uh, is interwoven with the book of Revelation. And Jesus himself said in Matthew 24, he said, my prophet Daniel describes the Antichrist. Remember that? Matthew 24 is about the wow. end times, you see. So yes. Jesus said, read Daniel, he was my prophet. That's good enough for me. And Daniel says, all we need to know about the Antichrist. Now, we could know more, but all we need to know about him. And uh, bottom line is we're running out of time. I think we have, what, 10 minutes? We doing okay? You've got, uh, you're doing fine. We have exactly 17 minutes. Okay. Keep going, brother. Uh, give me a two-minute heads up so I can give people a, a final directive on what I think they should do to prepare quickly because, listen, World War Three is probably coming in the next few months. Now, I don't want to appear or sound as if I'm setting dates. I'm not. Hear me clearly. I'm going to give you an approximation of what I think from 20 years of study. And perhaps you think I know a little bit because I study yes. and you're right. Okay. I'm going to approximate a date. And don't you ever accuse me of setting dates. I'm not setting dates. But, you know, if a weatherman tells you a storm is coming in about five days or less, can't that help you plan? That's what we're yeah. doing here. This is the Omega program, the end times. We're trying to help you plan. We don't know when the Lord's uh, coming for us, but we do know this. He's told us there'll be some persecution and many of us will be killed. I don't want any of us to be killed uh, uh, unless uh, it's ordained to be so, and only God knows that. Yes. And I'm going to resist to the best of my ability. And I'm an ex-policeman, an ex-Army National Guard officer, and an ex-Navy man from Vietnam. Trust me, uh, I will resist with my Second Amendment rights uh, authoritarian governments, period. Now, you can take it forever it's worth, but I think every Christian who's an American who's been given the Second Amendment with which to defend themselves under our Constitution, which is about dead, you should exercise that privilege while you still have the right, and you won't have it much longer. I think maybe even weeks. Okay, so my insight on trying to help you is this. Based on 20 years of research here, I can give you a synopsis of what's about to happen. Again, I'm not a prophet, and certainly am I, I'm not profiting much from my ministry. Okay, so I'm not a prophet, nor am I profiting much. So I don't know. I'm guessing based on the insight God's given me. So here's what's about to happen. We're going to have a lot of things happen virtually simultaneously. The whole world has to be thrown into ordo ab chaos. Brother, have you heard that term? Order out of chaos. Order out of chaos. You see, Satanists create chaos. God is the God of order. So... Here's Satan's job description, ladies and gentlemen. Do not forget this and take it seriously. He does. John 10.10 10 tells us all we need to know about Satan. 
John 10.10 says, Satan comes to kill, rob, and destroy. Period. Not period, I mean scripture goes on. But that's all you need to know. So, what does Satan come to do? Kill, rob, and destroy. Mercilessly. That's his job description. I explain this in Comrade Antichrist. Please go to uh, the browser and put in Terry L. Cook's books. And just look at all of them. You know, you can click on the icons on the, on the book covers and read the first 10 or 15 pages. Lots of illustrations. Entertaining and educational, I promise you. So, Satan comes to kill, rob, and destroy. Satan, through human agents, created communism. What has communism always done? Killed, robbed, and destroyed. Now we have a communist in the White House. What do you think he's going to do to America? Kill, rob, and destroy. Amen. We have an Islamic in the White House as well. Hey, he's the worst of all. You see? He's a communist. He's a Muslim. He's ACDC. He's a bisexual. He's not even a U.S. citizen. He doesn't care about America. He hates America. He went to Reverend Wright's church who hates America. Black liberation theology is communism in disguise. Black liberation theology. Anytime you hear the term liberation, women's lib, black lib, who do you think has been behind it from the beginning? The KGB. Communism. Who created communism? Rothschild. Terry, um, we had a question come in from the chat room that said, um, we talk about, uh, I mean, we've heard Dimitri Dudeman said that a, uh, there will be coming a civil war in America. Yes, and, it's planned. And what I do you think Dimitri. might be the trigger effect for it? I knew Dimitri. And, uh, uh, oh, you, you, met, you knew Dimitri? Uh, wow, I would like to have met him. Yeah. Um, he's, from the beginning, he said that uh, the takeover of America will be initiated by uh, an internal revolution, right? Yes, sir. Okay. He was right. It's been planned for years, and you mentioned the term perestroika earlier. Brother, we need to do about ten more programs. Very oh, we're going to do it. Uh, we're going to make a thousand programs to cover it all. Okay. Now, here's another book, and I want to tell you about this, folks. Uh, uh, you know, Gorby talked about perestroika in 1989. Uh, Reagan said, take down the wall. He did. And why do you think they wanted to take down the wall? First of all, it was an illusion. Communism never died. That's nonsense. When have you known any communist to give up the White House or any other house without blood and guts? Never. It was all an illusion. It was all a plan. The perestroika glass nose deception. Okay? So, Gorby is KGB. Gorby has his headquarters now because in, in San Francisco because... George Bush gave him a portion of an old military army base uh, in San Francisco. Called the Presidio. Yes, that's now, uh, and they laughed their butts off over that. But, hey, George Bush wasn't the real man in the White House. He was taking orders from the Committee of 300. Yes. Council on Foreign Relations represents them in America. And they were giving him orders. They write all the, they write the teleprompter for Obama. They wrote the teleprompter for George Bush. They write all those 2,000 page bills that suddenly pop off the shelf and are passed without even reading them. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, we have been taken over by a satanic group. Now, 
If you want to debate with me over the term conspiracy, let's get it right now. I'm an ex-cop, I'm an ex-police sergeant, and I have a degree in criminal law from California State University. Here's, and I've arrested people for conspiracies. It's really quite simple. The left wants you to think there's no conspiracy, even though they themselves tell us daily there is in their media. Five mega corporations own the media. Guess if you follow the money, brother, where does it lead to? Rothschild. 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 That's right. It is and controlled. You're not going to get the truth on the it's TV folks. And they're oh, going to Hitler try to shut down it. the Internet. Hitler would have loved it. Yeah. And so they're giving the uh, Internet switch to Obama, and that goes right to the NSA. The NSA shuts off the Internet. And then we conservatives, like we're doing today on this radio program through the Internet, we can't communicate anymore. So they terminate us. First, they terminate our ability to communicate. Then they try to get all our weapons, and then they try to starve us and kill us. Terry, uh, what do you think might be the trigger effect that would cause uh, the civil war to break out that uh, okay. then the Russians okay. will? Okay, the Tea Party movement is essentially uh, under whose control right now? Well, mm. it's KGB. Okay, yes. Okay, now, uh, Mr. Beck? Uh, yes, sir. Been pr pretty much instrumental in creating that whole program, hasn't he? Yes, you and know, by the way, he is—he's a Mormon. And uh, folks, I had CIA friends. I think he may be CIA. That's just my well, gut instinct, Terry. I don't know about CIA, but I tell you what: uh, who owns Fox News Network? Rupert Murdoch. Who owns New World Order? Yes, who—he's a Committee of Three Hundred member. Okay, so who created CNN? Turner. Uh, uh, Turner. Committee also a globalist. Okay, there marry? we go. Who would be married? Jane, Jane Fonda. Fonda. A communist. A communist. Yep. That's right. You see, they're all in bed. Okay. Now, Rupert Murdoch owns the Wall Street Journal. He just bought it three years ago for $5.6 billion. He lusted wow. after the Wall Street Journal for years because it's the most influential economic paper. Satan controls the economics, so he has to have the right published stuff, the propaganda, go through the Wall Street Journal. Rupert Murdoch owns the Wall Street Journal. Committee of 300 member, a Luciferian. So who is uh, Beck really? Glenn Beck is really working for it. He makes $32 million a year. Wow. $32 million a year. He works for Rupert Murdoch. Now, why would Rupert Murdoch, a Luciferian, let Beck do that right from Manhattan, where the Council on Foreign Relations, the United Nations, where Rockefeller's headquarters, why do you think they'd let him do that? And he's spewing out about 90% truth. He's doing it to piss off the Americans with the truth and yes. to agitate them into a revolution. You see? So the, the Tea Party movement was the beginning of it. And uh, do you think you know, he got Alex? Do you think they got Alex Jones too? I'm not sure. I've heard allegations, but I'm yeah. telling you, I just don't, I just don't know. know. He he seems to be just too uh, pure. I don't know. Well, who knows well, anymore? It, it makes me wonder, brother. You know, when they don't mention Jesus Christ, Beck or Jones, I get I get to start worrying. Um, well, if he doesn't, I, I hope he's not. But uh, folks, it could be a possibility. So do uh, you think that the, the Tea Party could be a catalyst? Yes. Well, okay, but no, yes, the beginning of it. First, look, you just don't do things that quickly overnight. First, you you brainwash people. 
So in the 60s, the whole hippie movement and everything, and the Students for a Democratic uh, Society, all that stuff, financed by the KGB and allowed by the U.S. government because it's under the control of the same people. Follow the money, Rockefeller, Rothschild, Henry Kissinger. And when Obama came to power, what did Henry Kissinger say about him? Go to YouTube.com, put in Henry Kissinger, says Obama's job, his task, is to create the new world order. Wow. Go to YouTube.com, Henry Kissinger, Obama's task is to deliver us the new world order. And he's on the fast track, and as soon as there's a trigger event in America, and you get some people rising up, then they're going to call in Marshall, aren't they? Okay, yes. Okay, it's all now Northcom will be handling that. Get my book Northcom Rising. They've been training for the last 3 years. Uh Northcom has been taking the hardest core American troops, the bloodiest veterans of Afghanistan and Iraq, bringing them back home and reassigning them into Northcom. Hardened bloody veterans. Northcom. Okay. Brother, if that yeah. wasn't bad enough, you had a chance to sit with a true prophet Jonathan Hansen of World Ministries International, and I know uh, I've said across from him, he's a good man of God, a real man. Uh, he said that nuclear, biological, and chemical attack is coming on this country. Yes. So they've got a lot planned for us, don't they? Oh, yeah. And uh, it appears, okay, so now, look, quickly, how much time do we have? You've got five minutes. Okay. Let me, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you what I think is about to happen simultaneously. Look, <laughs> we are going into a paradigm shift Unlike anything in world history, uh, Scripture says that. Jesus says there'll be no other time in world history like the tribulation. And if Jesus doesn't come to stop it in Armageddon, not anyone would survive. No flesh would survive. See? So you've got to realize we're going from the old world order to the new world order. The old world order is God for 6,000 years. Our God in the last 2,000 years of which is represented by Jesus Christ, our Savior, God in the flesh, Emmanuel. But now, all of that's being discarded by the Luciferians. God's allowing this. This is a test. Whether you're with Christ or Antichrist is your choice. God gives you free will. It's your choice. Your arrogance will allow you to easily choose Satan by default. Because if you don't go with Christ... You're going to get Satan by default. There is no other way. You can't be an atheist in the New World Order. Islam won't allow that. You have to convert to Islam or lose your head. You won't be able to say, I'm a Hindu. Uh-uh. You won't be able to say anything. You just convert or die. That's Satan. Satan comes to kill, rob, and destroy. Okay. So now, the whole world has to be made to need the Antichrist. So it has to be thrown into total order ab chaos, order from chaos. The whole world has to be thrown into total and complete, utter chaos. Financial chaos and collapse. Military chaos and collapse. Political chaos and collapse. Satan is the author of chaos. That's why you see Obama going playing golf during the time when the oil spill was happening. He's laughing and playing golf. It's his job to do something the communists call creative destruction. That's called cloward piven. Creative destruction. You creatively destroy 
a capitalist country. You let it collapse, you create the collapse, and then you come in with dictatorial control, troops, and a cleansing of all those who resist. By cleansing, I mean extermination. Wow. Terry, you're at the two-minute warning. Okay. So what we're going to have is things simultaneously. Expect many false flags attacks, brother, as you just described. I'm not sure what they're going to be. I'm hearing everything from suitcase bombs to bio bombs to whatever. That's why our borders are loose and 18-wheelers are coming through and across Texas unsupervised and unchecked. 18-wheelers. What, what could be in those 18-wheelers? Bombs, bio, yes. everything imaginable. That's why Obama doesn't want to seal that. He takes his orders from the Committee of 300. See, the purpose is to plan a destroying event in America, okay, that at the same time, an invasion of North Korea and South Korea, a Middle East war, an economic collapse, virtually all of these things simultaneously will hit so that everybody is throwing up their hands saying, oh my God, see, most people when they get in a bind, they call on God and they don't even realize it, don't they? They say, oh my God. Even if they're atheists, oh my God! Even if they're Hindus or whatever dues, they dues, they people. It's just a natural reaction. Oh my God! If they're happy, they say, oh my God, right? But this time, uh, everything is going to completely collapse or nearly totally collapse, virtually simultaneously, so that the whole world is desperate for salvation. Now wait, UFO space brothers. There's another side of it. You see, Obama is going to make an announcement pretty soon that the UFOs are real and that they're here to help us. Now, I've read several Space Brother books from the UFO community, and they say as soon as there's a World War III, a nuclear collapse, the UFOs will land and bring us the Maitreya Christ to show us how to keep from destroying ourselves. So the Antichrist may even land in a UFO. Now, we can go back on the history of the creation of the UFOs. i got a book on that. Uh, that's another subject. We're Terry, we're bringing you back. Uh, tell people how they can get a hold of your material. Folks, you got to order this stuff. Go to uh, Google and just put in Terry L. Cook's books. Terry L. Cook's books. Or, a little harder, a little more time-consuming, you can just go right to Amazon.com and uh, click on the books section. Go to the search box put in my full name, Terry L. Cook, and all 23 of my books will pop up. Ladies and gentlemen, main thing I want to deliver right now, store your supply of food immediately, if not sooner. Okay? Prepare to defend yourself. Take that however you like, but things are going to get very nasty, martial law, total chaos, and you need food. That's the first thing. When your babies are crying or your wife is crying, nothing else matters but what you put in your mouth. Now, you need other things. You need a year's supply of toilet paper, because what goes in comes out. And, and Katrina, right down in, in the Gulf right now, they're asking people, what do you need? They said, food and toilet paper. Amen. <laughs> you got to get back to basics here. Think about it. Get a year's supply of food, prepare to depend, defend yourself, and all the money is going to collapse. If you can afford, forget the gold. They're going to confiscate that. Get some silver, and if you can't get that, go get these metal coins, you know, these $1 coins, go get them from any bank. No extra charge. Just to give them a paper dollar that's worthless, it's toilet paper. Get a, a metal coin. It's not a Federal Reserve note. 
They're $1 coins. Okay? So prepare for total chaos in the next few months. Now, why October? Satanic month, October. Halloween. The Communist Revolution, October. October 08 was the beginning of the financial collapse in America. It's a satanic month. October 1929, stock market crash. October 1987, stock market crash. October 08, stock market crash. October this year, probably. That's a God have mercy. God have mercy. Terry, I've got to have you back, my brother. Uh, We just scratched the surface. Folks, uh, go to Amazon, get Terry Cook's books. I'm going to have a link up in the show notes. Terry, will you come on again? Anytime. Brother, get people ready. That's what I'm for. God bless you, my brother. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me on. God bless everybody. Get ready. Do not take the swine flu vaccine. It's absolutely poison. They'll threaten to put you in jail. Don't take it. God have mercy on us. Folks, if you just tuned in, this is going to be up in the MP3 archive. Get a hold of this. Listen to it in its entirety and send it out to all your friends and order the books from Terry Cook. Knowledge is power. God bless you, Terry. I'll talk to you soon, my brother. Bye-bye.